This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, June 17th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia, Atlanta, Houston, Miami, Seattle, and Kansas City were the newcomers among the 11 U.S. sites picked to host the games of the 2026 World Cup, while Baltimore, Cincinnati, Denver, Nashville, Tennessee, and Orlando were left out. That's pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. Arlington, Texas, East Rutherford, New Jersey, Foxborough, Massachusetts, and Inglewood, and Santa Clara, California were the holdovers. FIFA announced its selections Thursday for the World Cup and three co- with three co-hosts, also picking three Mexican cities and two in Canada. Do you think that new Wawa had anything to do with that? I think that was all in that. The bid plan envisions 60 games in the United States, including all from the quarterfinals on and 10 each in Mexico and Canada. Specific sites for each round will be announced later. Philadelphia Union coach Jim Curtin, who says a World Cup event in this city will hopefully revive interest in the game and bring more fans to their games in Chester. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney said his stomach was in knots waiting to hear the announcement, but in the end, he said he had a good feeling. Hundreds of people packed into Love Park for the host city watch party. The city is in test is anticipating 500,000 people to visit Philadelphia for the World Cup. The economic impact alone will create 3,500 jobs over a quarter of a billion dollars for the city. Officials say Lincoln Financial <laughs> Lincoln Financial Fields will be able to accommodate roughly 62,000 fans. It, it is cool when something like this comes to the area and it does a lot of times, I remember, you remember, Preston, years ago, the the expos, yeah. the World's Fairs, they, they go into an area, yeah. and a lot of infrastructure was added and things that and it would stay there. stayed. Yeah. So, yeah, hope for that with this. But yeah. I have seen, like, I saw a story, it might have been on, like, Real Sports or whatever, like, the impact that uh, the Olympics will have on the city post-Olympics is not the same thing. Yeah, yeah I You saw see that. these, like, defunct, like, they'll build these giant stadiums and buildings just for the Olympics, and then they're, like, abandoned, and they go right. unused for, like... Ever. But that's it. This is they're using the like, no. I know oh. already yeah. existing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a little bit different. But I, I know what you mean because you can find uh, from I know growing up in St. Louis, like the 1906 World Fair, that World's Fair, there were still buildings yeah. to this day being yeah. used. Mm. And I know like Lake Placid uh, in uh, New York, they still use those facilities. Well, the World's Fair created those the, the, the Men in Black, those towers, those discs at the yeah. end. They were mm-hmm. a result of the World's Fair. Yeah, so maybe they should start building some Build things stuff <laughs> when the World Cup comes to town. They were saying. You know, uh, this this will be a positive thing for Philadelphia. Like everyone was like so so excited. And as yeah. I'm reading the quotes, I'm like, please don't let anything happen. Please don't let anything happen. Well, it might be time for soccer bot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Police are investigating disturbing surveillance video that shows a man attacking three women on a South Philadelphia sidewalk. It happened at 11:20 uh, Wednesday on Mars Street near 13th. In the video, the man walks up next to the woman and then punches one of them. Uh, he then punches the other two women as they were trying to intervene. The man walks off as other people arrive after hearing the women scream. A witness says it did not look like a robbery and the beating appeared to be for no apparent reason. Police have not yet released any further details about the suspect. I mean, dude just wails on him. This is ridiculous. This is just somebody who wanted to hurt people. Somebody. And there's yep. for no reason. Lots of footage. There's a lot of very pissed off people out there. Because you see footage like this and people just getting cold for no reason. Yeah. You saw the footage of the, up in New York, the guy Getting pushed off the platform. Yeah. 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 It's awful. I mean, and like, and you can see them. They're so shocked. Like, the one woman's like staggering when she's trying to get up to go help her friend, and he's now attacking the third woman. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yep. 
A Montana man was found with a loaded handgun in an additional magazine in his carry-on bag Thursday at Philadelphia International Airport, officials said. Transportation Security uh, Administration officers spotted the 9mm handgun during an X-ray scan of the passenger's carry-on items. Officials said the gun was loaded with 13 bullets, including one in the chamber. A search also He's uncovered... supposed to have less than three ounces of bullets, right? <laughs> <laughs> a search also uncovered a loaded magazine inside the man's carry-on bag. Philadelphia police confiscated the gun and briefly detained the man for questioning, according to officials. TSA forwarded the incident to be followed up uh, to be followed up with the issuance of a federal uh, financial civil penalty. TSA reserves the right to issue a stiff civil penalty to individuals who bring weapons with them to the checkpoint. The penalties can stretch into thousands of dollars depending on aggravating uh, aggravating circumstances. This applies to travelers with or without concealed gun carry permits. Travelers are allowed to transport fire, their firearms in their checked baggage if they are properly packed and declared at their airline ticket counter. Uh, checked firearms must be unloaded, packed in a hard-sided case, locked, and packed separately from ammunition. TSA has details on how to properly travel with a firearm posted on its website. This is the 16th gun that officers have caught at one of the checkpoints so far this year. Mm. In sports this morning... The Phillies beat the Nationals, easily winning 10-1 last night in Washington. Kyle Schwarber homered twice. Zach Wheeler won his third consecutive start, and the Phillies won the opener of a five-game series. Wheeler allowed one run and four hits in seven innings while striking out three and improved to 3-0 this month. The series continues today with a day-night doubleheader. The first pitch is scheduled for, it says 7.05, Nick. What's the day one? Well, there's two, uh, which I wrote in sports. Uh, <laughs> the first, Yeah. This just in. Uh, so the first game starts at 1.05, okay, and the Rangers Suarez gets that start, and then the second game starts at 7.05, and Bailey Falter will get that start. Okay. The Golden State Warriors are NBA champions right. once again, beating the Celtics 103-90 to last night in Boston for their fourth title in the last eight seasons. Steph Curry scored 34 points and was named the NBA Finals MVP as the Warriors claimed the franchise's seventh championship overall. Just two seasons after having the league's worst record, the Warriors won the finals in six games to take the title. The Stanley Cup Finals continue tomorrow night with the Avalanche leading the series over the Tampa Bay Lightning 1-0. Game two is on Saturday night in Denver and the puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And the Flyers agreed to a four-year deal with John Tortorella in, to be their head coach. Uh, he most recently coached the Columbus Blue Jackets for six seasons before the team announced after the 2021 season that he would not return. He also coached the Lightning, where they won a Stanley Cup in 2004, the New York Rangers, and the Vancouver Canucks. He was twice named the winner of the Jack Adams Award as the NHL's top coach. The Flyers are expected to make the announcement official later today. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So, uh, with the Friday come many things, including our Word of the Week prize, giving that away, dinner for 10 at Nebraska Brazilian Steakhouse. That will be at the end of the program. Also, anything that we're sitting on, uh, we are going to pass along to you as far as giveaways go. And I know we do have some things, so we will have that ready for you at some point throughout the program. Uh, are we, we're making an announcement today too, right? Yes. All right. All right. Yes. So we have a special announcement about event on the way. We have several guests on the program as well. Kathy mentioning uh, the World Cup. We are going to have uh, the captain of your Philadelphia Union, Alejandro Bedoya, on the program today. Uh, he has been apparently on the, he, he's the honorary co-chair of the committee 
that got the FIFA World Cup to Philadelphia. So it's very cool. He's got to be yeah. totally out of his mind excited. Oh my God! That yeah. it is now official. So it we'll paid talk off. to Alejandro a little bit later on this morning. In fact, we're kind of sports heavy. Bill Clement is being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in November. So our friend, our mustache buddy, yeah. uh, will be joining us. He lives in North Carolina now, He does, Nick? yes. He and his wife moved down there, so they're retired, but uh, he's yeah. going to be zooming in with us. I remember when we talked to him at his retirement, I think he was outside with a chainsaw or yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, seriously, yeah. he's living like a lumberjack. He's yeah. splitting trees and having a good time. So we'll talk to Bill for a little bit, as well as Alejandro, and another sports guest, uh, Michael Barkan, yeah. is on the show, and we can actually talk to him about, about everything. World Cup and, yeah. and all of that, but um, he's got uh, his charity has a uh, golf outing uh, coming up on Monday. Both Casey and I are playing in that event. It's going to be at French Creek, and uh, it's uh, the Barkan Family Healing Hearts Foundation. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that later on. It's always great to catch up with him, as well as director Tony Yacenda on the program. And he's got a new series on Paramount Plus called Players. Uh, he's a local guy. Uh, Nick, what was the name of the... Uh um, the, the American market, Vandal. Where American Vandal. The yes. tagline was "Who drew the dicks?" Yes, <laughs> yeah. and uh, he, it, it was it was critically acclaimed. People yeah. loved it, and now he's got this thing. It's about esports. Yeah. Uh, it's another mockumentary, and it's on Paramount Plus. So we will talk to him today too. So we have a lot of things to get to. Uh, with that, let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we will return with the uh, stupid question. <laughs> I'll find out what you guys are okay. miming each other about, and we'll also get into the entertainment report. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. So, stupid question this morning, giving away our last $150 Fogo Show gift card. The question I'll ask you, easy one, if you've ever been in and around New York City, what color is the Staten Island Ferry? Uh-huh. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. What color is New York's Staten Island Ferry? And we'll see if you can get the prize. I'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today is Friday. Uh, it is June 17th, and we'll start with a musician, a keyboardist by the name of Mr. Greg Raleigh who played in both Journey and Santana. Very talented. And that was the... Uh, Journey was kind of a spinoff of Santana. And uh, Greg Raleigh uh, no, was... No, What's that? I want this one. This has got uh, keyboards in it, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was also... Uh, is this Black Magic Woman? Yeah. Yeah, he also uh, sings lead on this song, too. So he was a he was the lead singer of Journey initially before Steve Perry came on. Yeah. Along. Great singer, great keyboardist. I actually saw him perform... Uh, with Ringo Starr's All-Star Band a few years ago, and uh, he did a few Journey songs. It was awesome. He's a great keyboard player, too. Uh, but, yeah, he, both he and um, uh, Neil Sean uh, spun off from Santana to create Journey. Didn't Neil Sean start playing for Santana when he's like 15 or he's something 15 like that? 15 years old. Yep. Jesus Christ. Like a, a unbelievable. Prodigy. It's yeah. unbelievable. Uh, so, Greg Raleigh celebrating his 75th birthday today. Love this song. I'm going to have to listen to some, some oh, Santana now. Yeah. Me, man. Yeah. Uh, Greg Kinnear also has a birthday today. Um, There's a guy who started with Talk Soup yeah. and uh, went into an acting career, and he is really good. Yeah, and I guess, uh, so here's a question. I think, was he an actor 
that took this talk soup job. You know what I mean? I think he was a com- like a comedic actor, had done a little bit of stand-up. He was a perfect fit. I love that iteration of yeah. talk soup with him. Mm. There had been nothing like that. Now you can find a million shows like that. But I remember when he when uh, he was going to be in As Good As It Gets, I'm like, the talk soup guy? Yeah. yeah. What? And he got yeah. nominated for that. He was amazing. Yeah. He goes, and he's now he's just wonderful in and anything you see him in. Preston, autofocus. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Bob Crane story. Yep. Uh, so he turns 59 today. It's also Joe Piscopo's birthday today. I am Doc Jen. Oh, you my God. Are you are blind as a bat. Side, side by side, you are my amigo. Negro, let's not fight. There was uh, Ebony and Ivory yes. with Frank Sinatra and uh, Stevie Wonder. Uh, Joe Piscopo is 71 today. Uh, the great Venus Williams oh. has her birthday. She's forty-two. <laughs> I, uh, I, I again, I'm. I have. To I just re- hear oh uh, and uh, nothing. Uh, what? Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> you Vanessa, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> I'm looking inappropriately <laughs> at what you're reading, and I'm, I just want to cue up some music. In fairness, though, it's a V Williams. It is yeah, a V yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was close, yeah. uh, name wise, and at a distance. Casey's about you know four yeah, or five feet, ten feet away from me, so. <laughs> It's not Vanessa Williams' birthday today. It was Venus Williams' birthday today. <laughs> but it's still a touching tribute. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. And she is 42 years old. <laughs> I heard old. that's her favorite song, Casey. It might be. Yeah. Have you it watched the um, the Will Smith movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw it yeah, twice. Yeah. Really, really well done. Have you seen it? I saw a lot of it. And I thought it was good. Um, I have to finish it, though. Yeah. Uh, so we also have Jason Patrick uh, from Lost Boys. Oh, me too. He was Michael <laughs> yeah. in Lost Boys. Mikey. Mikey, Michael. Good Mike. Go and uh, rush another film of his. He is uh, 56 years old today. Uh, it's Nick's best friend, uh, Will Forte's hey. birthday today. Uh, Will turns 52 years old. We had Will on uh, four or five months ago, I guess. Uh, yeah. He's going to chat about MacGruber season two, and then it's something else that was coming the, out. The, he's on the animated series uh, from uh, the the Great North. Yeah, yeah, and he was doing. He's on uh, Bob's Burgers as well. Right, he t- continues to work. He's a great guy. Uh, so happy birthday to him as well as Aaron and Diane Murphy, twin actresses, and they played Tabitha on Bewitched. Sorry, Mr. Tate. Darren, what is that elephant doing what? in your living room? What, what is, is what, What's the? I, dude, I have no idea. The audio <laughs> that came with that. What the hell's happening this morning? That's I don't better. know what that is. Play more Vanessa Williams. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's something else in our system that is labeled bewitched. Yeah. Some kind of a... Why is there an elephant in the, in the living room? That's what right. I heard. I don't know. <laughs> so, happy birthday to Aaron and Diane Murphy. How, how old are they? They're 58. 58, wow. Yeah. Little kids. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Great. Uh, from Wings and uh, Sideways. Also in the uh, Spider-Man universe. A couple of movies. Yeah. Spider-Man 3 is where we saw him as Sandman. I find this character, I mean, he was good, but the character for me is like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was great seeing him yes. in uh, 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 No Way no Home. No Way Home, yeah. Yep. So he is uh, 62 today. And then the last birthday I saw to mention is Bobby Farrelly. He and his brother are known as the Farrelly Brothers. And they brought you movies like There's Something About Mary and Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, Shallow Hal, Me, Myself, and Irene. Did they do the Three Stooges movie as well? Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it was it Bobby Farrelly by himself who directed The Green Book. Okay. Oh, great movie. Yeah. You know what I love, too, is they always, um, uh, they usually include... Um, 
uh, disabled actors or uh, special needs people. In fact, they did a whole movie. Uh, the Johnny Knoxville movie was there. The yeah, whole, the ringer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. They they always make sure that they in, they include people in their films and not just you know like yeah. speaking roles and, and right. important roles and uh, they're great. So he is uh, sixty four years old today, Bobby Farrelly. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, what color is New York City's Staten Island Ferry? And our first caller in, I believe, was, uh, let me go to Jody. Hi there, Jody. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jody. What color is the New York Staten Island Ferry? Orange. Orange is correct. Yeah! yeah! It's not even a word. <laughs> Hang on, Jody. Got yourself a $150 Fogo to Show gift card. And Fogo is a culinary experience and the best place to discover new favorites like their new bone-in ribeye and bone-in double-cut pork chop as part of the full Tresco experience. And you can make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. Uh, jurors reportedly didn't find Amber Heard too sincere in her testimony against Johnny Depp. One of the jurors appeared on Good Morning America yesterday and revealed the the crying, the facial expressions that she had, the start uh, staring at the cry. All of us were very uncomfortable. They said, and she would answer one question, and she would be crying, and then two seconds later, she would turn ice cold. And some of us used the expression "crocodile tears." So he's indicating that maybe speaking for himself, and I yeah. guess amongst the jury, you know, because you the, you discuss taking consensus. Yeah, and some people probably felt that she didn't quite tell the truth, or she was faking it. Or I kind of see that. Did you see any of her testimony? Nah. Yeah, it did not read as sincere, and a lot yeah. of people have said that. Uh, he had most jurors felt her story didn't add up, and that she was likely the aggressor. So that's what they wow. felt. Well, well, there you being, go, man. That's you're, the, you're not going to win that case. She Presented was all ve- the evidence. She was very <clears throat> coached. You could tell. I mean, yeah. listen, everybody is when they get on the stand, but like right. you know what I mean. You like you could tell in the and it was just it would go in circles because they would ask her a question. She go, well, "Which incident are you, are you referring to?" And they'd say, "The one we just mentioned." Yeah, the one we're talking about. The one now. we're talking about right now. Right. All right. Speaking of uh, incidents, America's dad. Gave fans a not-so-fatherly scolding and deserved, though. Tom Hanks exploded at a crowd gathered outside an elevator in a New York City lobby after his wife, Rita Wilson, got bumped hard from behind by the star-chasing mob. These are like autograph hounds, and they're just they're they're running them down. These aren't autograph hounds who are just collecting for themselves. They get things yeah. signed, and then they sell them. Yeah, they're, they're, you, can t- you, you yeah. can tell the type when right. you see them. So uh, Wilson stumbled forward and gasped, and then turned around and said, stop it. And Hanks then took center stage to protect Wilson, and he yells, back the F off! <laughs> Knocking over my wife. That's and, not and, typical and, Hanks. And Tom, of course, you know from movies... Yeah has got a very loud delivery when he needs to. He can yell. So this is a clip from that happening. So they're chasing them down. And they bump into her. How you doing? Be careful, Tom. Watch out. Move. 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 a long time, Tom. Right here. Knock it over my wife. Yeah, they're bugging. Sorry, Tom, about that. Really? Sorry about that, Tom. Yeah, so a few people apologized to him. Uh, but, yeah, he, he was like, dude, enough. They were charged with misdemeanor bugging. Oh, bugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. Wow. Yeah, so, um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> he does have, it's funny to hear him curse like that in that way. But, uh, yeah, she was just about to fall completely over. Yeah, yeah, so he's got security there. They could have, you know. 
but he handled it himself. So, uh, nonetheless, kind of interesting to see him act you know, that Reed, way. Reed was a lovely young lady. She is lovely. Would you ever knock her over? Never, never in a thousand years. Knock her up? Yes, absolutely. Okay, right. In a heartbeat. It's, yeah, different question. Got a so. wonderful rack. Yeah. Uh, a mother... And her 12-year-old were granted a temporary harassment protection order against uh, actor um, Ezra Miller. Oh, my God. In Massachusetts, after alleging that the actor behaved inappropriately towards the child and also brandished a gun in a threatening manner. This is reported by the Daily Beast. Uh, the outlet said that it bases report on its own review of the protection order, interviews with the 12-year-old and their family, and an examination of uh, contemporaneous texts and photos. Uh, the family was at a downstairs neighbor's house in Greenfield, Mass- Massachusetts. This was on February 2nd mm-hmm. uh, when Miller, allegedly a friend of a friend of the neighbor, showed up. And according to the visiting neighbor, uh, Miller was wearing a bulletproof vest and began acting erratically. The actor allegedly claimed that the board game, Kathy, and you'll uh, be interested to know this. Parcheesi. That the board game Parcheesi <laughs> has Rastafarian roots. Okay. And when questioned on the specifics of this claim, uh, Ezra opened the ja- the jacket he was wearing to reveal a gun and said, talking like that could get you into a really serious situation. <laughs> what? Come on. The visiting neighbor said that Miller then focused on the child allegedly pestering them or with compliments, uncomfortably hugging them and touching their hips. Uh, the child and their mother told the Daily Beast that uh, Miller's strange behavior and dilated pupils make them think the actor was under the influence. I think Ezra has a drug thing going he, on. I, I agree. And I, it appears there's literally no one in his life stepping in, trying to guide him or save him from himself. Now, this happened in February. There have been a couple incidents since then, mm-hmm. the Hawaiian stuff. Yeah. And I was saying to you earlier, Preston, they're sitting on this massive movie, The Flash. Yeah. Which is going to be huge. Yeah. But they can't, they actually moved it out of this year to get away from stories like this, but they keep on coming. Are, uh, like, isn't he literally on the lamb right now? Like, he's, the yes. authorities are looking they can't for the find guy, him. they can't find him anywhere. I mean, like, clearly he needs help, but also, like, he's dig- I mean, he's messed up. Yeah. He, he's causing a lot of problems for a lot of people, and I, he needs some help, but he also really needs to be held accountable. Yes. Yeah. We'll yeah. And I like the... Well, I, I, like, I don't know if I like him anymore. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I like the performance. Yeah. Well, what he's done now is, is I think... Uh, listen, we'll have to hear what how everything shakes out, but in my... Yeah. Looks, it's beyond the pale. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Pete Davidson made a cameo in the season finale of the Kardashians on Thursday. Oh, that's so great. In the clip, uh, he can be heard joking about his girlfriend's vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very Kim, funny stuff. Kim attempt to introduce Davidson to her audio editor, Paxi, uh, joking that uh, they've known each other so long she's, quote, probably seen my vagina. In response, the comedian can hurt, be heard off camera saying, uh, more than me. Which is actually pretty funny. Uh, the Skims founder uh, retorted with, "Not more than you, but she's probably seen it." Oh my god! And the yeah. same episode. We're funny. Yeah, we make all these things up ourselves. In the same episode, a fans got a glimpse of Chloe's response to Tristan Thompson's paternity scandal. It really hurt when she found <laughs> when she found out that the NBA player fathered a child with uh, Marilee Nichols. Chloe told her sister Kendall. If you cheated and admitted that, I would respect you a little more. You cheated, lied, and were hiding it for months thinking I would never know. Uh, Do you know what that tells me? There's a dozen others uh, that just haven't outed him. Oh, well, she could just think back in the recent history when this has happened three or four times already. I know. know. It's not like he has a complete 
history of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a separate conversation with Kim, she added, you "Perhaps either, not basketball players anymore. You either wear a condom, get a vasectomy, or you don't f random people that you meet in other states. It's not rocket science. I just want to be loved." So. Listen, if you want to continue to role play, don't forget I have uh, the lip. Plumper for you. Oh, guys. the lip plumper. Oh, yes. yes, it is. So when you guys are ready, I have it over to here. go full Kardashian. Full, yeah, yeah, just might have to do that. Okay. Maybe it's, maybe it's the day if you have like multiple Kardashian stories. Okay, and, and we yeah, can all yeah. put it on. Yep. Before the, how long before, before it actually plumps you? Uh, it, uh, just I think like a couple seconds. All right, okay. it'll what start is it? kicking in. Uh, poison. Believe it or not, Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress was not ruined when Kim wore it to the Met Gala last month. According to a Q&A posted on Ripley's Instagram account Thursday, the happy birthday dress was already showing some wear and tear before it was lent out to her. So they blamed it on her, but it was the kind of natural... Well, Frank. I don't I think, think they a- came out and said anything. I think someone had shown before mm-hmm. what they called before and after pictures. I don't All think right. it was Ripley's, believe it or not. Okay. They said they were going to look into it. All right. I think so. it's their own fault. You lent it out. Well, anyhow, they go on to say a report written on the dress's condition in 2017 states a number of seams are pulled and worn. All this right. is not surprising given how delicate the material is. There is puckering at the back and the hooks and eyes. Uh, what about by, the gigantic skid mark? By the hooks and eyes, among other instances of damage. They added, Kim Kardashian wearing the dress has been hotly contested, but she did not personally damage the garment oh, in the go. short amount of time that it was worn at the Met Gala. So that is the Ripley's, believe it or not, uh, museum saying that. They're the ones that own it. So there you go. It will be on display uh, at the Hollywood Ripley's, believe it or not, until the fall of 2022. Do you know what I think is is the the hardest part to believe about all this is that this is sitting in Ripley's Museum. Why, you know, it, don't you think it'd be like in the Smithsonian or... They bought it. Yeah. They paid it. Now, they could, they own it. They could give it to the yeah. Smithsonian if they wanted to, but no, they're... You know Usually I mean? you see like it's weird things that, that are hard to believe. Yep. As implied by the name. Uh, Naomi Watts and Liev Schreiber celebrated their child Kai's graduation as a modern family. The former couple reunited on Wednesday for 13-year-old Kai's middle school graduation in New York. Julie Jerkoff. (laughs) Watts shared a photo on Instagram featuring uh, Schreiber, Kai, and their 14-year-old son, Sasha. Uh, Watts' partner, Billy Crudup, and Schreiber's girlfriend, Taylor Neeson, also appear in the photo. Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> Forgive me, Kirk. All right, so wait. Um, I always thought, I thought Naomi Watts was with Ben Foster. Who no. were they together? Or is, no. Am I thinking of a different blonde that kind of looks like? I think Naomi you're thinking Watts. of uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yes, Robin Wright and Robin Wright. Were That's for, it. They were together. I didn't know, but I didn't know she was with uh, Billy Crudup. Neither I did either. I. No, nope. from the morning show. Watts captioned the post: uh, "Congratulations to Kai, class of 2022." Schreiber also posted a photo of Watts and Kai both holding bouquets of flowers, uh, writing "Congratulations." Watts and Schreiber split in 2016. They were together for 11 years. Uh, and <clears throat> Watts will star in the new film called Storm. And Schreiber will star in an adaptation of the Ernest Hemingway novel Across the River and Into the Trees. There had been word that Watts was going to star in one of the Game of Thrones sequels. And that didn't come that. to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boy George has reignited his feud with Victoria Beckham. Why? After claiming that the British air that British Airways left passengers waiting in first class while the fashion designer's car came to pick her up directly from the aircraft, uh, the singer took to Twitter to vent his frustration on Wednesday afternoon, vowing to avoid flying with the airline for the foreseeable future in a since deleted tweet. When did this happen? 
uh, just recently. Oh. Uh, so he wrote, nice touch for British Airways to leave everyone in first class waiting for steps while Victoria Beckham's car <laughs> picks her up at the aircraft. Proper, not... <laughs> A proper going to avoid flying British Airways for a while. So when the car pulls onto the tarmac, does this start blaring out yeah. of the speaker? I guess so. <laughs> it's the only thing she's got other than her husband. Right. Uh, Boy George has been in the U.S. for the past couple of weeks touring with the Culture Club. While he did not disclose his flight's arrival destination, it is believed to be um, in the U.K. as Culture Club are set to perform in London tonight. So, it's not the first time that Boy George has spoken out against the former Spice Girl. Apparently, in 2018, he'd asked Beckham for an autograph when they met at a radio station, and it didn't quite go to plan. He recalled, she's a little bit more serious now, isn't she? But this was a fun moment in her life. He said, I nabbed her at a radio station and said, will you write something funny on this for me? And she wouldn't write what I asked her to write, but she wrote, to the bitch F off. And her harsh words seem, uh, or seeming words may have been in response to Boy George's slamming of the Spice Girls in the past. In 2016, I guess he was on the, the UK version of The Voice. All right. And he forbade a singer uh, from performing uh, the song Viva Forever from Spice Girls before launching into a scathing attack on the Power Five piece, the Girl Power Five piece. He said, Spice Girls are awful. I hate them. They're just, they have got nothing to say. Uh, and what the F is Girl Power F the Spice Girls. Wow. So. Okay. first blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy George as Rambo. Oh, my God. I want to start a band called Culture Club. Yeah. Culture Claw? Culture Claw. <laughs> Culture Club. I don't know. Uh, so anyhow, I guess they had some kind of a, uh, yeah, a thing. One of it. those uh, c- celebrity uh, fights. Well, you can see why she might be upset if he said he hated them. Yes, I can understand. <laughs> it's weird that I could like simultaneously not give a crap, but also love the crap out of that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Celebrity feuds? Yeah. Yep. Uh, in a Q&A with uh, Gail King at the Tribeca Film Festival this last uh, earlier this week, Tyler Perry shared his experience at the, the uh, annual Academy Awards. Uh, following the infamous slap, numerous reports stated that Perry had comforted Will Smith in the aftermath. How, however, there is video of him doing that, right? Yes, but he said it's more complicated than that. Oh. So he said there's a difference between comforting and de-escalating. He added that he uh, left early to get to Chris to make sure that he was okay, uh, but that he also felt empathy for Smith. He said, I was, uh, I was there close up. I left early to go check on Chris because it was wrong in no uncertain terms, and I made sure uh, that I said that to Will as well. Perry said that uh, Smith was devastated. He said he couldn't believe what it, what happened. He couldn't believe he did it. And I'm looking at this man and his eyes going, what are you doing? This is your night. And to get all this way to winning an Oscar, it was one of the crowning moments of his career that he wanted so desperately. And he added that uh, Chris Rock was, uh, quote, a pure champion the way he handled it, but that something happened that was extremely painful for Smith as well. And it's no excuse. He was completely wrong, but something triggered, and that was so out of everything that he is. So he says he stepped in to kind of just, let's stop this right now. You know he seems I mean? like a good guy, Tyler He does Perry. seem like yeah. a good guy. So And, and uh, he sort of answered the question. Okay, yeah, and uh, now we're better for it. Excellent. Uh, there are no hard feelings between Sharna Burgess and Megan Fox. This is wonderful news. Isn't it, though? 
I'm so happy. Well, you know who Fox is. Yeah, who's Sharna Brown? So, five months after she started dating Fox's ex, Brian Austin Green, Burgess called the actress to show her support. The Dancing with the Stars pro, that's who she is, said on Wednesday's episode of uh, whatever show she was on, uh, that she reached out to say, hey, hey, I'm around your kids all the time. If you ever want to know anything about me or if you ever want to get coffee, let me know. They're calling me mommy now. And if there <laughs> is any way I can support you in being a part of this situation, let me know. Well, they're trying to be um, amiable and keep things very uh, yeah. communicative. Yeah. That's cool. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, Fox said that she really appreciated the gesture and thanked her as well. Thank you. Now leave me alone. Joe Exotic and his fiancée, John Graham, have parted ways. This is another Wait a second. A different fiancée. The the one that he left um, the the boy toy for? Yeah. um, That was a prison romance. According to Tiger King's attorney, the twosome met while in prison together. Yeah, which is a great place to meet people. But Graham has moved on since uh, being released. How do you move on when you're in prison? He, he was I'm going to another cell. Yeah, uh, the lawyer uh, said that uh, Joe will continue to have a close relationship with his son and some members of John's family. He had nothing to say that's bad about John Graham and wishes him well as he gets his life back. Additionally, a rep for Joe said a very special man has come back into his life to pick up where they left off, leading many to speculate that his ex Seth. Posesy, I don't know. Who Never heard of that guy. Posesy, yeah, may be back in his life. So I, don't, I don't remember that. Is guy. it possible? I guess it is. If you're if you're in a prison romance, and you both end up in solitary confinement in side by side cells. Well, solitary means by yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, side by side cells. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Right. And that you have a relationship that way. Like- like knocking and yeah. like start the, talking through Morse code. It could yeah. be very romantic. Through yeah. the vents. Yeah. You mean start a relationship that way? Mm. Say, say, yeah, or, or you know. You, Either one. You thought, it, you thought it had gone asunder, that the relationship was over. Yeah, yeah, we're over. You storm out. You go to your solitary confinement cell. Yeah. And lo and behold, <laughs> your your ex is in the cell right next to you. Oh. And it kind of forces you to talk. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Work things out. So romantic. I'm, I can see that as a Lifetime movie. Yeah. With uh, Candace Cameron Bure. And who else? Oh, she's too sweet. I feel like it needs to be. No, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah. <sighs> what about Alyssa Milano? I think she might be better. Yeah. Alyssa Milano and she's... Alicia Witt, maybe? Or... Yeah, okay. Alyssa Milano's really not a Hallmark actress. No, she, no, I mean, no. She, there's a couple, though, she was in. Not uh, not current, I guess. How about Lacey Chabert? Lacey Chabert. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Now we got yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now we got a movie. <laughs> uh, the Jennifer Hudson Show. Will premiere on September 12th. I didn't even know this was in the works. I thought I'd been watching it already. Oh, no. (laughs) That's something else. Uh, Deadline reports that the talk show has been cleared in over 95% of the U.S. by Warner Brothers. Unscripted television and Warner Brothers as well. Domestic television distribution uh, is in, too. And the show will be executive produced by Mary Connolly, Andy Lassner, and the Corey Pallant. They're going in a different direction. They're going to go with um, celebrity chat and um, some music, oh. which is going to be really different. Wait, it's exactly she, the same as everybody else. Is she uh, American Idol? Yeah. Yeah. But so, she, she's an EGOT. Yeah, she just won the EGOT. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, No, I Oscar, know, but Tony. I'm just saying, they, like, and, now you, and you have Kelly Clarkson has her show. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you yeah, have right. uh, Drew Barrymore. 
Yeah, but she's saying maybe those are two uh, American Idol. Are they pulling from them? Or yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, they're grabbing you know great singers now and trying them out. And um, like I said, I think you've got to you got to be a good interviewer for your show. That's a critical thing. I mean, you don't have to be a great hard hitting interviewer, but you have to have good banter. So they're pulling in order for it to work. Do you think they're pulling a lot from American Idol? Because I saw Ruben Stuttered's on American Ninja. (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah, now that's going to be wild. I would watch watch. that. That I would watch. Uh, Deadline reports that Abigail Spencer and Donald Fashion will co-star in the forthcoming John Cryer pilot for NBC. It says John Fashion, not John Faison. Or or, uh, Donald. It says Donald Faison in the the, uh, headline. But up here it says Fashion. Fashion Because they're idiots. All right, then it's Donald Faison. Good. That makes more sense because I've never heard of Donald Fashion. Hi. (laughs) Donald Donald Fashion. (laughs) As you can tell, I'm a natty dresser. Yeah. You must be Poly Cosmetics because uh, your makeup is on point. John Cryer, uh, this is a, a pilot for his show on NBC. Uh, Cryer will play a divorced man who continues to live with his ex-wife, who will be played by Abigail Spencer, who has um, started dating the owner of his favorite sports team, who is Donald Faison. So Cryer actually had a really solid turn as Lex Luthor on uh, the uh, you know in the CW world. Really, really solid. A great villain. I'd like to see more of that. Uh, also, according to Deadline, Chris Rock and Dwayne Johnson have been approached about hosting the primetime Emmys on NBC this summer. Uh, Chris Rock hate award shows now, don't you? So it'd be Rock and the yeah. Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, rock Derp. and Rock. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I think every one of us at some point, I've talked with everyone today on the show talking about how tired we are because we had an event on Wednesday uh-huh. night, and normally we have them on Thursday night, Yep, and it's just kind of thrown off our clocks. So we're probably not amusing you, but just know we're having a good time. <laughs> tired. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not entertained, uh, we don't care where. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're having a good time. <laughs> Uh, according to the outlet, both Rock and... If you're concerned for us. Uh, Rock and Johnson have turned down the offer, but you never know. They oh, might... wait, so it's not Rock and Rock? It, no, they're, they're, they were approached. Oh. So, but you never know. They is, there, might... is there a celebrity named Roll? They might come back around. Esther. Oh, my God. Yeah, Esther Roll. Esther Roll. Yeah. Rock and Roll. Chris Rock and Esther Roll. <laughs> rock and Roll. There, we fixed it. I love Nick will split the proceeds. All right. Hang on. Is she here? Is she alive still? I don't know. No, she isn't. But it doesn't matter. You can drag her corpse well, out. Listen, oh. she only passed away in 98. So we're oh, she's still fresh. No. There's probably a, a, a minimum of maggot. I actually... It's a I, bad name, minimum of maggot. <laughs> I met her. I did met her really? at the Striped Bass in Philadelphia oh, when that wow. restaurant was still ran, around. Oh, my God. Is that Preston Listen, I was there for a dinner with some uh, radio industry people, and I saw her at another table, and I went over and talked to her. Oh, she's oh. great. She was a sweetheart. Do you remember how good she, she is? For those who don't remember, she was on Good Times. Yeah. She played the mother on Good Times. And then she was in Driving Miss Daisy, was she not? I don't... Oh, yeah, that's right. She was the kitchen. She was in, in the kitchen. She yeah. was the, the cook, yeah. She was fantastic. Um, so I went over and I talked to her. And was I she just, nice? I, she was a sweetheart. I'm like, I'm sorry to bother you. And it, the, the meal was over. She was just kind of sitting yeah. with, with her friends. And I said, I just want to tell you how much I loved good times. And I and I not that long before had used a stupid question a stupid yes. for, from good times. Right. And I, and I asked her uh. the question, which was... Uh, what would, what would, I said, what would your character always make for Bookman? Yeah. The super right. in, in the building. What was his favorite treat? You guys remember? I don't. 
It's a sweet potato pie. There we go. And she could get him to do anything sweet if he would make sweet potato did pie. Did she remember it? She did, and wow. she was she was very. Uh, oh, that's sweet. She, she was very sweet. She did was, you give her the Hershey Park tickets? Uh, didn't have them at the time because <laughs> uh, uh, I was out to dinner. But I would have given them to her. But uh, she was she was lovely. So I'm glad I got to share my Esther Roll. Esther Roll this morning. There's a producer named Richard Roll. There's a basketball player named Michael Roll. Yeah. There's not, uh, you know, not many roles. There's a Kathy cricket found that cricketer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, cr- a cricket oh, player. A cricket player, from, a cricket player so from New great. Zealand. Some people might see that as forced. <laughs> if you had a co-host with a cricket player. You can also check, like, sometimes role can be spelled like R-O-W-L-E or oh, R-O-W-E-L. R-O-H-L. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. roll doll? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that might work. We could do J.K. Rowling, but, the, you know, I don't no, know. Rock and rolling. rolling. Yeah. It's not bad. Gina, and whatnot. Gina Rollins. Rock and rolling. Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. She'd be a good co-host. Rock and yeah. Rowland. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. All right. Oh, and there was a purity, though, to rock and rock. No, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyhow, we, fixed, on we fixed it. Keep working on it. Uh, we got movies opening this weekend. We're going to tell you about them, my friend. Here we go. Opening today are Lightyear Animated Adventure Comedy stars Chris Evans, uh, Take Out Watiti, and Kiki Palmer. Legendary Space Ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion Socks. As this motley crew tackles their toughest mission yet, they must learn to work together as a team to escape the evil Zerg and his dutiful robot army that are never far behind. Hour and 40 minutes long. It's rated PG. Uh, rated PG. Wide release today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 79%. Father of the Bride also opens. It's a rom-com starring Andy Garcia, Gloria Stefan, uh, Adria Oriana. And the uh, plot is... You are enthusiastically invited to the love, the food, the music, and the fun of Father of the Bride, a modern rom-com updated from the timeless classic. Uh, This sparkling story of the family and its unbreakable bonds illustrates the surprising and funny ways uh, that the heart can adapt in the name of love. Hour and 57 minutes long. Uh, It's rated PG-13. Streaming today, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 75%. And then, finally, uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth (laughs) opens this weekend. I love that title. Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy drama starring Dakota Johnson, Cooper Rafe, and Leslie Mann. Uh, Fresh out of college and without a clear life path going forward, 22-year-old Andrew is stuck back at home with his family in New Jersey. But if there's one thing that belongs in this non-existent, in his non-existent resume, is how to get a party started, which lands him the perfect job of motivational dancing at the bar at uh, Bat Mitzvahs for his younger brother's <laughs> classmates. When Andrew befriends a local mom, uh, Domino, and her daughter, Lola, he finally discovers a future that he wants, even if it might not be his own. Hour and 47 minutes long. It's rated R. In theaters and streaming today, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90%. How about that? Cha-cha real smooth. All right, let's get to clips now. Rory Scovel plays Dan, husband of unexpected 80s aerobic star Sheila Rubin in the show Physical. In this clip, Rory explains the dynamic shift of his character this season. Danny is now in the backseat. He's not the breadwinner. 
for the family. He's not the the man of the house that he maybe saw himself being. And I know that that is a, a huge change in, in his ego, which, you know, as, as we see the season, we see that Danny now is going to try to step up and be a better dad and be a better husband. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Steve, do you remember when they used to show like Jazzercise yes. on TV on Showtime and uh, <laughs> and aerobics in general? I, I remember just on regular broadcast yeah. television oh, yeah. that they would show it'd be like a half hour exercise program. Yeah, and it was hot women working out in tights. There was, and in fact, there were there was one. I think it would end up on. Uh, I forget what channel it was, but uh, Preston. They were wear- always wearing black tights. Okay, and they and they started to become celebrities. Never meant saying a word. Right. But but they but so many guys were tuning in to watch these women do these aerobic dances that they became celebrities. I remember in uh, in the movie Forty Eight Hours, uh, Eddie Murphy. He had been in jail for uh, six right, months. Right. And he comes out and he's turning on TV. He sees it and he goes, "Man, TV has changed." Wait, was it actual workouts or was it a show? They, it was actual workouts. There wasn't like oh, okay. a host or anything. It they were just, just working out. They were just working. They weren't out. even you instructing. Were, you. you were supposed to do it along yeah. with them. But, but yeah. it was shot, in, some of them were shot in a more erotic fashion. Yeah. I wanted to like this show so much, I watched uh, a number of the first uh, season's episodes, and it just didn't take for me. Uh, Physical is streaming today on uh, Apple Plus, a new episode is. All right, next clip, here we go. When Pete Maverick Mitchell trains a detachment of Top Gun graduates for a specialized mission, the likes of which no living pilot has ever seen. Oh my God. He is forced to confront ghosts from his past in Rooster, the son of his late co-pilot Goose. And in this clip, Tom Cruise talks about why he's excited for the audience to watch this long-awaited sequel in theaters. They're going to have a, they're going to have an extraordinary experience seeing it on the big screen. This is a movie that you want to see with that kind of sound system and that kind of community experience and that visual spectacle that we have. And that's, those are the kind of films I make. Top Gun, showing in theaters now. i got to get out and see it. Yeah. Kathy, you, Kathy saw it. I, I did it, see it. It surprised what? me. No. Yeah. Yes. yes. What? And you enjoyed it, right? I did. I really liked it. Yep. Nice. Well, guess what? I have uh, Top Gun Maverick, the ultimate Father's Day prize pack to give away. I'm just giving this away. I want to know. I want you to tease this oh, now because this is a $500 prize. We're going to give this prize. away later on. Yeah. It's a $500 prize. Wow. And it comes with a, a Yeti cooler, Applebee's gift cards, a Top Gun Maverick hat, water bottle, and more swag. So at some point, in honor of Father's Day, uh, we will give this away because you should take your dad to see Top Gun Maverick, which is in theaters now. So at some point this morning, we will give that away. Hey, and how about in honor of Tom Cruise, why don't we uh, give this away now? <laughs> All right, I can give this away. Yeah, I know what's coming. <laughs> it's a pair of tickets for a dinner cruise. Yeah, <laughs> aboard the Spirit of Philadelphia. Well done. That's like a that's a good yeah. That's a good segue case. Thank you. That's I, like uh, you're on my level. Now. Learn yeah. from the best. Well, I'm not quite. But well, anyhow, City Cruises it's a dinner. Tom Cruise by Hornblower bring you this, and you can dine, dance, take it in the amazing views aboard the Spirit of, <laughs> Spirit of Philadelphia. So, caller number seventeen. It will be yours, 215-263-WMMR. Departs from Penn's Landing, uh, and you can relax and enjoy uh, the gorgeous historic waterfront, and you can book today at citycruises.com. So call us 17. We will give you that dinner cruise from the spirit of Philadelphia. All right, we have a lot of people on our program today. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. I'll run down the list in a little bit, but uh, several interviews. It will be a good day to end the work, work week with. We'll be back in a moment. Did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger Save the Date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. 
Well, just in case you missed it, Preston and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. We have a new Daily Rush video. It's titled Frank Rizzo, John Lennon, and The Price is Right. <laughs> and Frank Rizzo crashes music news, and then we learn that the Beatles won the showcase on The Price is Right. And you can follow us on Instagram. You get a first look at the Daily Rush videos. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. And also check out our YouTube channel where all those videos reside, as well as our streaming. If you want to stream us on YouTube, we come to you live every morning. It's kind of cool. Feel free to do that. Um, and there was something else I was going to mention. Oh, yeah, of course, the um, World Cup is going to be coming to Philadelphia 2026. So in a little while, we're going to have Alejandro Bedoya, captain of the Philadelphia Union on, and one of the co-chairs for the committee yeah. that got the World Cup to Philadelphia. It's so awesome. He's excited. It's a huge story. A lot of people excited about yeah. that taking place. A couple of years away, time to prepare for that. So we'll talk to him. And also Bill Clement inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in November. We'll talk to Bill this morning, too. And uh, Tony Ascenda, who has a new series on Paramount Plus, which is called Players, uh, he brought us uh, American Vandal, the mockumentary, so we'll talk to him and our buddy Michael Barkan. So we got a lot of people to chat with today, including you, for any reason, if you want to call in, make sure that you do. Um, I would like to kick off a connoisseur segment. What? With a little tasting. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's Connoisseur Plus. You were going to get your... Uh, streaming channel. Uh, Casey had made at home something that we had mentioned on the air. A couple of days ago, we had a discussion about uh, salads. Potato yes. salad, not not lettuce salad, but other kinds of salads. <laughs> Macaroni yeah. salad, pasta salad. It was important. Tuna salad, chicken salad, all that stuff. Anyhow. And you put potato salad at the top of your salads list. Yeah. Yep, my favorite. That's your number one. Absolutely. And Casey had uh, thrown this idea out into the world. What about making... Hash brown potato salad. Mm-hmm. And he decided to take that upon himself to do at home. We had trouble trying to imagine that. What uh, What did you do for a recipe? Did you come up with your own? Uh, no. Well, I, yeah, actually, I kind of did. You invented um, it? No, well, so I, I went online um, to look up a recipe. Well, right. hey, just to see if it even exists. BustyAsians.com. Um, okay, so then I clicked on uh, this link and... Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? It's like, all right, I'll get Check back. Check out our potato salad recipe. I'm going to get back to you. Let me put a pin in that one. And then yeah. I found the potato salad. So anyway, um, but so the recipe that I looked up, I did a lot of things differently. The only okay. thing, I, you know, uh, that I, uh, I followed, like um, I put uh, some uh, ground mustard, not, uh, like a golden's mustard in it. Okay. Uh, and then I put some, it, it called for like a cup of uh, mayonnaise. A cup? Yeah, a cup. <laughs> So here's the only thing is I probably could have put more mayonnaise in it, um, but I I didn't want to put too much in. Well, and then you, you can, can always take it add out. more. You Kathy's out, more. right? You don't like anything that's mayo based, correct? Mm, Kathy? Not really. All right, let's I try also it. added two ingredients that I personally like. That uh, do you want us to try and figure out what it is? Yeah, let's see if you can figure out what it is. Okay, I, right. I can already guess you. one. Yeah, razzles, not razzles. <laughs> oh my god! But there is um, I remember those. because halfway through it turns into a gum. Yeah, gum. yeah. Exactly. starts. Is this a gum salad? It's weird. Gum salad. Ooh, Steve, I think we just oh, created is... a new recipe. Gum salad. Gum salad, huh? I mean, there's juicy fruit in yeah. there. There's chocolate. Oh my god! There's all kinds of bubble yum. Big league chew. You get all that in yeah. there with mayonnaise and mustard. <laughs> 
And you, the thing is, it's the meal that keeps on giving. Um, so Marissa's gr- uh, g- grabbing everything. All right, you want me to uh, do something else while we wait for that? I thought no, you were ready to go. No, right, let's we, just we're ready let's to go. go completely silent right. until they're ready. No, it's all good. She's got it. I'm sorry, Marissa. I didn't mean to make you hurry like that. I diced up some celery in there for, uh, you know, some more like, consistency you, and stuff. So. Okay. All right, so we've got this. I'm taking a look at it. I can see a few things in here. What's the red thing? Mm, that's bacon. Oh, is it? Yeah. Those are bacon bits. Bacon bits. Looks like you didn't make those. You just no, okay. no, right. it came out of a box. All right, I'm gonna try a bite. Did you already try it? Go ahead. I don't want to sit here and munch and have nobody talking. You have a more cultivated palate. You do it and you make All it. Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's really good. Mm. <laughs> are we supposed to eat now? <laughs> <laughs> Nick is, okay. Nick is already asking for seconds. <laughs> I know you're not like a mayonnaise guy, but you like mayonnaise in your. I'm I'm uh, thankful that it was not um, okay. overloaded with mayo. Okay, yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay. So I, t- I taste the bacon. Yeah. I think you put some cayenne pepper in there. No. Okay. Mm. Um, a little bit of Definitely cake. the mayo mustard I can taste, but you already said that. But mm-hmm. something with some spice. You put hot sauce in? I put jalapenos in there. Jalapenos. Oh. I put pic- pickled jalapenos. Oh, okay. Diced, okay. Diced up pickles, ha- p- uh, pickled jalapenos. And that was a last-minute decision. And when I was opening up the refrigerator and grabbing the mayonnaise off of the top, uh, shelf of my thing, I I saw the dice. I was like, oh, I love jalapenos. So, okay, so I think I'm catching a little bit of the mustard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually like that it has a bit of an edge to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you agree, Preston? I can taste the heat, but I can't taste the actual jalapeno flavor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, well, well, I didn't go crazy with it. Right. So I took some jalapeno. I, you know, I took a, you know, a few spoonfuls out. Uh, I didn't go crazy with it. Uh, I laid it out on a on paper towel so it all kind of. Uh, Dried out just a little bit, and then I mixed those in with the with the diced up celeries, and then I, that's that's how I mixed it in. I wanted I wanted a, just a little bit of a kick, but not necessarily the flavor. May I ask how you prepared the hash browns? Okay, so I fried them on a griddle. Okay, the recipe called for me to actually microwave them, but I wanted uh, I wanted to kind of have some crisp on some of them, so I fried them up on a griddle. Hey, that uh, ain't bad, man. It's not bad, right? I what, what put a little of... more salt in there, but yeah. Okay, what, was... kind, of, what kind of gum is this? Uh, <laughs> that oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. food stripes. Casey, food I like stripes. that it um, it kind of ends with the spice. Like when you take a yeah. bite of it, it's it's not overpowering. Right? So it doesn't like sometimes it, when when food is too spicy, like that first bite gets you right. But this sort of like finishes with a spike and then the spice and there's a little bit of kick in the back. I of have mouth. to say, Nick, I was prepared to not like this. Yeah, I like it a lot, and it has turned me around. I'd like Whoa. a third cup now, please. I'm in the clean. <laughs> I'm in the clean plate club. Right. Yay! Good job, buddy. Hey, wow. hey, yeah, hey, on, buddy. Somebody get him a piece of candy. Yep. <laughs> Good job. He can have dessert now. Yes, he can. <laughs> um, I'm going to give mine to Nick. Casey, right. I appreciate that you cooked this because I would have oh, I know you hate never it. even tried it. But there's nothing mm. about this that I would like. <laughs> no, I, and that's not a slight to you, Casey. I, I, just oh, I things you don't like. You it's, know, I, it's things I just don't like. Never um, expected you to try aw, it at all. Marissa yeah. brought me some aw. candy. Oh, that, and that's from uh, intern Aaron. That's like an Irish candy straight from Ireland. Oh. It's, it's potato salad oh. and Irish candy. <laughs> That's it's why, perfect. This is Cadbury. You can get this anywhere. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's from Ireland. <laughs> Even though you can get Ireland's it at CBS. Cadbury. Let me see. There's just a real that's Regular. individually wrapped Cadbury. Uh, I mean, they're great. Yeah. You know, wonderful. But all right. Anyway, would you put uh, more mayonnaise in there though? No, or? I think that's the right amount. I don't think you went. Uh, I I think more would overdo it a bit. Gotcha. Because uh, you can't overdo the mayo. I probably had like some pickles or something in there, but if you don't like pickles, you don't like pickles. But the jalapenos are pickled. That's why I didn't do the pickles. That's good. I actually bought pickles for that, and then I saw the jalapenos, and I made a 
A last minute Are you decision. prepared to put your recipe up for those who might want to uh, I think you should. dabble? Yeah, why the hell not? I, yeah. think that, I, I think that that was ingenious to add a little bit of heat because I like I like just a little bit of spice and things like coleslaw, but I don't think I've ever had it in a potato salad before. Casey, great job. All right. Well yeah, oh, you got a great job from Preston. It's amazing. I think you're doing great. Ooh, like, a, like a handshake from uh, Paul Hollywood. Yeah. 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 Do you, want, do you get that reference? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Some people do. I pretended like I did. Yeah. Uh, the Great British Baking Show was a terrific show on, yes. on Netflix. And uh, Paul Hollywood's one of the hosts, Preston. Yeah. And he seldom hands out handshakes. But Ooh. when he does, you know that you've nailed the recipe. So oh, if you were to get a Preston Elliott handshake on this... Yeah, that, that's a positive. That's like sign. being called over to the couch on the uh, Tonight yeah, exactly, Show. Exactly. Yes. Wow. It's like a high five from Dude Perfect. Yes. yes. There you go. There's it's like thing. a spit yes. string in porn. <laughs> that right. Two. Like a double. Yo, ever heard of jerk meat? All right, let's do another connoisseur story here. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Uh, Kevin Hart's endless list of entertainment and business ventures will move into the fast food space this summer. He is doing a plant-based restaurant. Uh, that will start in California. I didn't realize. Uh, well, is he a vegetarian? He is what he calls a um, not a vegetarian. He calls himself just a plant-based eater because he a vegetarian. He does not eat uh, red meat, oh. fish, or other su- seafood. But he does still sometimes have chicken. So he identifies as a plant-based eater, but not strictly. Huh. Right. Vegan or vegetarian, but he's mainly plant-based. All right. So his new restaurant is called Heart House. And uh, the first two locations will open in L.A. and Hollywood. Uh, the restaurant hired former Burger King culinary chef Michael Salem to develop the menu over the last two years. It is a fast food restaurant, so oh. he's getting a fast food chef to to do this. So he's he personally shifted to plant-based diet in recent years and started promoting a lifestyle more openly during uh, the early days of the pandemic. And at the time, he had recently been through uh, physical rehabilitation after that, that nasty car accident. I remember that, yeah. Mm. So he said, just because you make the decision to go and try plant-based doesn't mean that you have to be engulfed in that world. Uh, he said, learn it, understand it, and see if there are benefits that work for you. And he said that he's uh, uh, that they're going to make this a, a, a fast food style, so it will be... Uh, 100% plant-based burgers, chicken sandwiches, salads, nuggets, milkshakes, and sides, so things they, like that. This Burger King dude is probably the dude that Im- implemented the uh, Beyond Burger for Burger King, right? I don't know. Yeah. But so they, they want to make the food that would be just as craveable as conventional fast food items except better for you. So when, when are they planning one for here? They are not as of you now. You suck! So, well, they're going to do it there. They're gonna, oh, all right. I, I think plant-based can be a little bit more... Um, a chance of success in places like okay. California. All right. At first, try it out, see if it, see if the if the combination works, and then start to branch out if they see some success from it. So uh, they they plan, you know, the the over the, the goal is to get many of them open around the country. But right now, right. they're just going to start in California. All right, here's another one of my things that I have a hard time with. Um, if you're eating something that looks like something else. So like I'm okay with plant-based. If you give me a salad that has, you know, all kinds of ingredients in it, like I'm eating what it right. looks like. Right. But if you then turn that plant-based something into a patty and make it a chicken sandwich or a burger, I I can't do it. Really? Yeah, it it like throws my mind. I can't I hate um uh like impossible burgers. No, like like um ground beef, the ground turkey. Because uh, to me it's supposed to be beef and the know, fact that it's turkey I love turkey burgers. grosses me out. Yeah. There's a lot of things I like about you. 
you know. Yeah. But something. I said it's I just want to smack you in the face. I said it's one of my things. Kathy, I, I started with that. Do you like <laughs> chili? Can you eat? Do you like chili? No, I don't like chili. Uh, okay. Because okay. we had drink a, chili. No, no. Well, we had impossible chili this week, and it was great. And but so, it tasted like chili, right? Yeah. That's my point. It's right. like it's not you're not eating what just don't tell her. <laughs> right. That honestly oh my, that dude, probably would be that bad. My mother in law would to, work. My she had Maybe. to do that with turkey meatballs because my father in law was like, I'm not eating that garbage. And so she's get out of here, you he's like <laughs> I bet he never knew. He never knew. Don't tell him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You wanna figure it oh, out. Oh, I yeah. guarantee you. Like uh the uh the, the impossible uh Philly cheesesteak <laughs> from mm-hmm. uh Wilson's. There'd be no way. There'd be no way. The only thing tell. is, is my, like my sense of taste is so strong that I might be able to identify that it's not actual. You know what I mean? I'd be able to taste. I think I'd be able to taste the difference. I I determined different waters that came out of a bottle when we did that contest. I, I see a taste test at some point yeah. coming up of uh, trying candy. Well, um, you know what? It's yes. It'd yeah. be like a riff. There's that show now where they have the the people you have to. Decide whether it's a cake or an actual basketball or a... Right. So we can do a similar thing. Not that we do it on that level, but bring in, is this a is this a cheeseburger or is this... what What is right. this? Right. Yeah. And see how... Because the state of the art has gotten really, really good right now. I tend to agree with you, Preston. Like an impossible or beyond tastes different. I really like the taste. It tastes good. Yeah. But, but you can tell the difference between a beef burger, but I still like it. Marissa. All right, just because you guys are talking about impossible cheesesteaks, I have to give a shout-out really quickly to uh, our friend Steve Wilson, Wilson Secret Sauce. Yeah. I was at the flower show yesterday. I brought my mom over there because um, she had never had anything from Wilson. She took a bite of their brisket, walked away, and was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever had in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Your brisket is the best. Yeah. yeah. It and is the and best. Steve and I are huge fans of the impossible cheesesteak. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'd, I'd, honestly, I'd rather have it than, than their... I agree. Not that their real thing is... Is, isn't tasty. It's awesome, but I just prefer that taste. I think it's great. Do you think they could have some here by the end of the show? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if we or, hit it a few more times. Better news, Nick. They've added the Casey potato salad oh, to the menu. Cool. Nick, do you get excited? With gum. Do you get excited to eat? Like, are you, like, oh, looking yeah. forward to your next meal? Yeah, I, He's I, chubbing right now. I had a, a meal. I'll tell you what, Kathy. I had a... I do. I have, well, half, Steve. I uh, I had a, a meal denied to me last night. Oh, I was, no! I was set up for something, and then it was taken away from me. Oh, no. And my and my day was, like, kind of ruined as a result, uh, and I, I was I was pretty pissed. Anyone who says that doesn't happen to them is lying. What, uh, what was taken away from you? All right. <laughs> Aziz Sushi, which is my favorite restaurant, and then plans changed, unbeknownst to me, and I had to settle for chicken parm. And, uh, <laughs> you know... Chicken parm is great, and it's, it's a lovely sandwich in the Had you right. been primed for chicken parm, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yes. that would have been fine. If your I mouth was ready, you're not, you're not thumbing your nose at chicken parm. How many desserts do you guys have a day? Like <laughs> uh, that's how I start there every are many meal. Days I don't I have start desserts. every meal with a pre-dessert. I had a, my lunch dessert and uh, post-lunch <laughs> dessert. I was thinking, uh, you know what I'm psyched for. Sushi tonight, and then that changed, and the whole rest of my day was like kind of off. Nick, I usually have two desserts. Okay, yeah, yeah. You get a yeah. lunch dessert and a yep. dinner dessert. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let Absolutely. me tell you something. I call them a treat. Yeah, yeah, sure. Same thing. I <laughs> yeah. still hold it against Bill Weston that that cookie tray didn't come. Uh huh. For <laughs> and, and when they finally came, he put two in a napkin for Nick <laughs> and none for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he should. Yeah. Who's the chocolate chip cookie guy here? He Me. should really bring us a tray yeah. this morning. Yeah. I get pissed that, that you think you're the chocolate chip cookie guy. Yeah. I'm the chocolate chip. No, I've got a, I've no, got a, no, no. I, I'm fat. Someone. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I, 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 you I, guys I, 
I eat dessert every day. If I, I don't. Des- if I eat dessert every day, you'd I be a happier person. Nine hundred pounds. Do you, know, yeah. Do you know what happened? Like you saw when my wife for my birthday made me. I brought that his stuff in quickly. I said. Uh, here's my chance to fatten up my coworkers <laughs> and keep me get, get out of your house. And because of that, Steve, I had to question myself <laughs> later on in the day how many chocolate chip cookies is too much because I started my day with chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> and then uh, I had another, I, like, I think I had three different chocolate chip cookies that day. Like, one in the day, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. B- the Food and Drug Administration suggests 20 chocolate chip cookies yeah. a day. And by the way, when I say one, I'm talking about, like, those big fat ones that right. you get at Wawa. All right. And if you've never had a Wawa chocolate chip cookie. They're, they're great. Do yourself They're like 400 favor. calories Wait, a big cookie. Yeah. Hold on. Where are the Wawa chocolate chip cookies? By the uh, register. By the register. By the um, oh. the soft pretzels. They also oh, have the uh, okay. M&M they, cookies there. Yeah. yeah they have chocolate chip and M&M and Pre- Preston's son turned me on to warm chocolate chip cookies at yeah. Wawa. You got to get them through you. the kiosk. Okay. Oh. Remind me of what you do to get that. Casey knows. I've never done it, but right, Parker told me about kiosk, it. Uh, it's, go to like bagels and such. Yeah. And it's right there. <laughs> Really? Yeah, so if you type in, like, you know, when you hit the, the little, you know, kiosk button, uh, there's a, a button for, like, would, bagels, give you an and, option and bagels and toast and, and yeah. rolls and stuff like that. And then it's it's right in there. Warm chocolate chip cookies. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, something else I want to move on to, and I want to make sure we get to this uh, in the Connoisseur segment today. Kathy sent this, this article from uh, Tasting Table, and they have come up with a list of the best French fries in America. Whoa! And they only had like a dozen entries. Oh. One of them is in Westchester. Oh. Are you effing with me? No. <laughs> uh, uh, would you consider yourself a fan of French fries? Oh, very much so. I am oh, absolutely yeah. in that camp. And, and re- I uh, potato uh, uh, sweet potato fries. Yes, as well. Well, rather than go down our list of favorite ones, let me let me give, give it this, to us. This. So one of the great things about French fries, according to this article, is that while they can be enjoyed by themselves, they're just as delicious when used as a blank canvas for other <laughs> ingredients and other flavors, heaped with toppings and strewn with sauces. Uh, <laughs> it's one dish that can be as simple or as indulgent as you like. In terms of the latter. There is look no further than snug subterranean bar, good, bad, and ugly, a colorful watering hole underneath stove and tap in the Philadelphia suburb of Westchester. One more time. What is the name of the place? It is called Good, Bad, and Ugly, hmm. and it is apparently under stove and tap. So I've oh. never been there. No. Um, I don't even I've never even heard of Westchester. <laughs> so known primarily as a drinking destination, the bar has uh, contrived the ultimate booze friendly bar snack. Hardy enough to soak up the alcohol and pair handily with any cocktail or beer. The tap fries <clears throat> are like a meaty poutine topped with succulent smoked brisket, molten beer cheese, and cheese curds, the latter of which are melted just enough to ooze into the fries mm-hmm. while still retaining their <laughs> trademark chew oh, yeah. and allowing the fries themselves to maintain their crispy crunch. A melange of textures and decadent flavors, these knife-and-fork French fries are raising the bar on pub grub fare. So this is going to eat like a meal. This yes. isn't yeah, your, yeah, this yeah. is You order this like a meal. Or this could be an app. Now, listen, I got to I gotta throw some yes. love because I don't think they've ever had uh, the people at Tasting Table must not have had the sexy fries at Butcher and Barkeep in Harleysville. They're the best fries I've ever had. 
The best, categorically. And I can't bring them in for you guys because... They don't travel right. They don't travel well. Fries generally don't they travel don't. well. Yeah. We could make it they, there during the show, though. They will steam, and uh, if, if you put them in a go container, and they just lose their, their crispiness, but but the, the they're unbelievable. But I want to try these. I want to try... Uh, good, bad, and ugly, and these are their tap fries because this sounds amazing as well. All right, well, wait a second. So, yeah. <laughs> well, can we get to Westchester? Can we get to a, a, a battle of the fries? Um, that would be amazing. Ooh. I think it'd be hard to pull off because you need to make them. It's true. Right then and there. It's true. It's they, always they, 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 they have to come right out of the fryer, okay. and I think that'd be a tough one. You know, the burger brawl is a different thing. You can kind of. You know, assemble those ahead of time. You can also have and they a prepare port- them on site, portable yeah. grills. Right. Did you have an right. undercard Easy. if it's a burger brawl? You can have a, like a fry fight undercard. Well, the know. burger brawl usually has, you know, cases. The undercard these days is the taco. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And those can be assembled a little bit better than French fries. By the way, so. burger brawl on this year. It is yeah. October. I don't have the date, but it is awesome. So, yes. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Uh, don't get mad at me for asking the question. Do you think you can make a potato salad with French fries? <laughs> Don't get mad. <laughs> uh, no, I would no. say no. I, I think that their consistency consistency doesn't uh, lend well to. You're getting you into said the two, same thing about hash browns. You're, no, no, you're getting into the too crispy territory. We, I don't want to talk about no. it anymore. <laughs> what what do we just we just did? We just did mashed potatoes made with what? What was it that? that oh, um, I don't remember. What do we make? Oh, potato chips. Potato chips. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And they were they were okay. Yeah, they were pretty good. So, all right, let me move on to some other things. I want to make sure that we get to enough of the segment today. Uh, we're going in a completely different direction. Seven Eleven is about to turn ninety five years old, and to celebrate, uh, the convenience chain will be offering free small Slurpees. Uh, from July 1st until July 11th, you must have a Seven Rewards or Speedy Rewards member account uh, to claim the blended treat. I have my mortgage through 7-Eleven. Oh, you do? Really? <laughs> I remember when they would do the free Slurpee day and you could bring any, any container. container you wanted. Yeah. I, are they doing that anymore? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say yeah. anything about that. So uh, just, that... To, just heads up for a freebie. I wanted to make sure you knew that. So that's July 1st uh, till July 11th. You go in and get a free Slurpee. They got a lot of press with that with that free container yeah. thing, I think, but that might have been uh, not cost effective. Did yeah. the uh, A-plus Mini Marts go away and are they all now 7-Eleven? They're, they're all technically 7-Eleven. Some have actually oh, yeah? put 7-Eleven signage up yeah. and uh, others, you know, have, uh, in fact, they'll say welcome to 7-Eleven. Okay. All right, here's another thing. Let's go to the booze. Uh, drinking Jack and Coke is about to become even easier. Coca-Cola is partnering with Brown Foreman to make a new canned cocktail combining Coke and Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. Uh, the drink, which will also be available in a zero-sugar option, is hitting shelves in Mexico later this year uh, before expanding globally. Are you a Jack and Coke dude? Uh, you know, if uh, so, if I'm at a wedding, yeah, or something like that, and they have kind of a well drink bar, right? Uh, a lot of times, you can't be too picky on your whiskeys, on your bourbon, and if they've got uh, Jack and Coke, I'll I'll have that. Okay, you know, it's it's okay. It's what I it's what I drank as a kid. So. I think it's what. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your mom would put a little. That's what a Jack and yeah. Coke box was your lunch pail. I was waiting on Jack and yeah. Coke. So yeah. I yeah. always hated Jack Daniels. Couldn't stand it. Never liked it. I think I, it's the no only way. thing that uh, Pancake drinks. I think it's the whiskey. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he drinks you know, a lot of Jack and Cokes. You know why I liked it as a kid? 
<laughs> was because Michael Anthony of Van Halen was a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and he had a bass guitar that was shaped like the bottle. And so, so would your mom like, put, put like, uh, one of them in your, in your lunchbox? Yeah, box? my lunchbox. Aww. No, but I mean, even as, uh, I remember going to middle school, I had a big Jack Daniels <laughs> oh my God. thermal, uh, you know, like uh, like long underwear shirt, whatever that material is, thermal underwear. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, yeah. black with the jacket. I loved that thing. I'd wear that under my denim jacket. I was a badass. You were a total Oh, badass. so tough. It was ridiculous. He just Jack and Coke. Um, but yes, Jack and Coke is, it's an easy drink. Uh, you know who's the uh, favorite drink, favorite whiskey, uh, uh, Jack Daniels, uh, was Frank Sinatra. Yes, yeah, That was true. what he drank. So there was a time when it was considered a premium, you know, top shelf. Uh, Amongst the Ocean's Eleven crowd. Whiskey. Marissa, what are you saying? Isn't that Pancake's drink? Yeah, we just, we just yeah, said yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Does he drink? I thought he was a rock and rye guy. No, no, no yeah. he's Jack. He's Jack, dude. During the show every day, he's drinking Jack and Coke. Well, during yeah. the Pierre, show. if you work for Pierre, you would. You too. might have to. <laughs> yeah. um, we should have a Jack off with him and, <laughs> and who? Yeah. Uh, wait, who did? You... <laughs> who else drinks Jack? <sighs> There's got to be someone else. Yeah, you, right. you and hey, you we found Jack another role for <laughs> Jack. Huh? Do you guys like? Uh, what are your favorites, or do you have any favorites uh, like premixed drinks like this? Because if I'm gonna have a Jack and Coke, I'm gonna get a Coca Cola and a Jack Daniels, and I'm right. gonna pour them together over over ice. I don't normally go for the Premix stuff, but um, there are some that I've, I've come around on. The premix has had a uh, a popularity oh, run yeah. for a while. I, I don't know if it's still as robust as it used to be. Anything comes to mind? Like, I have I one, like... as a matter of fact. So, and I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, when I did the dry for autism, they gave me like a little goodie bag. Yeah. And in my goodie bag was a um, Crown Royal and Coke can. Okay. I didn't drink it because I don't drink, but so yeah. it's in my refrigerator. But uh, I can bring that in for you if you want to try it. When was the last time you had alcohol? Like oh, God. Over, ten ago. over ten years yeah. ago, and yeah. so I don't think these were as popular then. Um, yeah, like, what's it's a, it's not truly. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah uh, truly, truly. Yeah. truly. Yeah. Uh, I like those. <laughs> so like, the, there are a few seltzers, but again, like if I'm gonna have like a vodka drink <laughs> or a whiskey drink <laughs> or a seltzer drink, I'm gonna just or cider drink or cider drink. I'm just gonna um, yeah, make a whiskey drink. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big on the on the premixes. I don't like them. The the only ones that I've grabbed in a um, in a pinch has been, I think, um, uh, was a margarita premix, and uh, I think it was a Jose Cuervo. Okay, and what's the it, um, super super duper sweet? Yeah, and Cor- Corona's got a new line coming out yes. too, and I saw the the billboard. I think it's actually right by Conchak and Kathy, and they, they look okay. But I, you know, I, a high noon my... is that right? Like I don't. Yeah, high noon. The only the difference is is a high noon is actual vodka. Most of the others are malt liquor, okay. um, and a lot of them are too sweet, which is why I don't yeah. like them. What's a high noon? Uh, it's just vodka and seltzer. Oh really? Yeah. Ooh, that doesn't sound very good. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, and, and you don't you put any fruit in there or anything? No. Well, it's, it's lime a, or something. You see, you like you seltzer. like sweet drinks. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I don't. So typically, what I drink is not going to be overly sweet, and that's why I like the high noons. I and I had um, you, Kathy was interested in maybe trying out some uh, whiskeys, but didn't know where to start. And I had a cocktail the other day. I'm like, all right, I want to bring Kathy and Dennis here and have her. Get her intro into whiskey with this drink. Uh, it was at Uka. It was a restaurant I was telling you about the other day. Yes. It's called the, the Clockwork Orange, and I love it. But it's orange, and I don't think you would. You, you had said something the other day about a margarita that had too much orange in it. You what, didn't like that. What was the drink? What's in it? Just it's a, it's a, a whiskey and some uh, orange liqueur, oh, and, okay. and a, they actually take an orange and char it and put it in there, and it's 
really, really, really good. But you might not like it because of the orangey. I nature. do like I do like the orange flavor. Just the one that what the hell's happening? I don't know. I don't know what this Playing is. Playing whiskey in a jar. Why not? Uh, okay. The one the margarita that we had had the other day, other day just had too much orange liqueur in it. Yeah, see, I could barely even taste the oh, orange in that. So yeah. All right, maybe our palates are we'll, way different. We'll find something. Way different. You guys can't get married. Anyhow, forget it. Yeah, I don't know. Opposites attract sometimes. Sometimes. No, no, they don't. Right? Way, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> not in this case. All right. Um, <laughs> Never. That's listen. We have a lot of guests on the program, so I want to go ahead and take a break. I want to wrap Damn. up the connoisseur segment. I know it was kind of short, but we've got uh, Bill Clement, who's being uh, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. We have Alejandro Bedoya. Uh, from the uh, Philadelphia Union on to talk about the fact that the World Cup is coming. So cool. Uh, Tony Ascenda, director of uh, Players, is going to be joining us, and our buddy Michael Barkhan. So we got a lot of people to get to, so we'll just kind of try to stay on top. All right, all right. So we'll take a break, come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories are coming up when we return, so hang in there. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, before we do the B file, we need to rock. got a shard out concerning uh, Froggy, so yeah. I, this would be a good place to put it. So, this is a shard out. This is from uh, David Bauer. Uh, he says, I want a shard out from my best friend, John Rex. He tore his bicep at the Froggy prom oh, in Doylestown no. ah. a couple of weeks ago, and it has to have emergency surgery to repair it. Oh, man. Uh, which I assume that means he was just rocking out too hard while it he was there. It sounds that way. Uh, and uh, he goes, that means he had to cancel his vacation. He planned to fly to Denmark from Jersey, pick up a friend, wow. take a road trip to London, and see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The next three months of recovery are going to be a bit difficult, and I want to let him know. Uh, I want him to know that whatever he needs, I'll drop whatever I'm doing to get to him. Love you, Rex. Here's to a speedy recovery, so a shard out. That sucks. Yeah. Had this big European tour plan. Yeah. And to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Could you imagine like, having a road trip all set oh. up? And then last minute, <laughs> yeah. right? Take having it away. to cancel having, like, the because morning of. It's a, a physical problem. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. All right, and then one more thing. Uh, this is a special birthday, because I don't know if I'll get a chance to mention this later, but I got this from uh, John Berkos. He says, uh, hey, guys, I have a special birthday for you. The horse 
Bajmir just turned two years oh, old. Rim job. Uh, that's her rim job. Uh, she's turning out to be a super sweet horse and growing up in Lexington, Kentucky. She will come to our barn in Chicago next year when she is three to begin her training, and she will train to be a show jumper. Oh, excellent. Uh, but I thought you would like an updated picture of, quote, quote, unquote, your horse. So, guys, he sent a picture. Bajmir. This is Bajmir. Great job. So uh, that's very cool. And and since she's in Lexington, I said if I, if I happen to go visit my dad within right. the next year... I'll find out uh, what farm she's at and go and make a uh, an in-person visit it's to great. Uh, to Rimjob or Bajmir. <laughs> so, uh, very cool. So, thank you, John. That was really awesome. All right. Let's do the stories. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters. Armor Metals, your most trusted recycling partner. Visit armormr.com for more. So aerial footage from Austin, Texas showed a Cessna aircraft submerged in Lady Bird Lake Thursday afternoon. And paddleboarder Nick Compton said there's been some crazy days this certainly tops it. So here's what happened. Around 2 o'clock, the small plane crashed into the lake. Viewer pictures show the aircraft sinking into the water. Another picture showed what happened to be a person on uh, top of the plane as it continued to go under. And eventually, only the plane's tail and uh, the edge of one wing were left sticking out of the water. Shortly after the crash, nearby paddleboarders like Compton <clears throat> rushed in and came to the wreckage and managed to free themselves, help the, aid the pilot and free themselves from the wreckage. They're still trapped in there. Compton said, I went out there with a life jacket and sure enough, 80 yards away from the paddle shack, I saw the plane, and I immediately put the life jacket on him. He was pretty incoherent. He was hanging onto our paddle boards, and we paddled him in. It's amazing. A uh, video uh, showed uh, Compton, along with the other paddle boarders, get to the shore with what appeared to be the pilot on the back, and he was rushed to the hospital. Uh, police sent in a crew to a diving crew to check out the crash, and they confirmed that the pilot was a game warden. He was performing a test flight after doing maintenance on the aircraft. Uh, so the test didn't work. They're going to find out why. They're going to do an investigation and find out why the plane crashed. How fast can you paddle on a paddle board? Casey would know. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't do know, paddle boards. Maybe a mile or two an hour. Okay. But yeah, not that fast. A coordinated, this is scary video footage, a coordinated prison attack was caught on surveillance video in Florida as an inmate threw a pillowcase behind a guard's neck and began choking her from behind. Jesus. Yeah, it happened in the Hillsborough County Detention Center, and the guard survived when the other inmates rushed in to help her. So the other inmates saved this guard's life. In the video, Deputy Lillian Jimenez is seen standing in a restroom doorway when inmate an inmate identified as Bridget Harvey comes from behind, throws a twisted pillowcase around her neck. Harvey's seen pulling back on the pillowcase in an attempt to strangle the guard. Their struggle then moves beyond the camera's range. But other inmates are seen getting out of their beds and running to help the guard. Uh, Jimenez was able to call for help on her radio during the brawl, but other inmates rushed in first and were able to save her. Uh, according to a news release, they said several inmates came to rescue her by removing the pillowcase from around her neck and freeing her from Harvey's grip. Emergency response team escorted Deputy Jimenez out of the pod. Uh, Harvey was subsequently secured in restraints and removed. Harvey confessed to planning the assault. And another inmate... Uh, April Colvin is accused of luring the deputy into the restroom doorway before Harvey choked her from behind. So they're facing, you know, some serious charges, attempted murder and so on. Uh, but it was pretty wild footage to watch them yeah. uh, rush in and, and try and help out the guard, which is cool. 
A video of a dancing Brazilian stripper interrupted a virtual public hearing of Peruvian President Pedro Castillo's corruption investigation on Wednesday. And now, a little entertainment. Uh, the prosecutor, Samuel Rojas, said they are showing very suggestive images as footage of the male stripper, Ricardo Milos, <laughs> appeared on screens during the hearing. It was a male uh, stripper. And the unexpected content appeared as Rojas was outlining the reasons why Castillo should be investigated. Uh, the hearing was being publicly broadcast on the Judiciary Branch's televised channel. That's why they call him Superman. With the offending clip later shared widely on Twitter. Uh, Supreme Court judges evaluating a request to throw out the investigation into whether the president led a corruption plot involving <laughs> his former Minister of Transportation and Com- Communications, Juan Silva, uh, who is currently in hiding. Yeah, we're watching this. Oh it was great. <laughs> It shows basically his crotch yeah. just gyrating around in a G-string. Great. And then him jumping back and, and doing some Rico Suave yeah. poses. So that's hilarious, man. Sorry about that. Yeah. I was watching that before we started. <laughs> All right, Steve, All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to beat you to the chase on your punchline, but this is quite literally an utter catastrophe. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thousands of cattle died in Kansas in recent days due to sweltering heat and humidity. I saw this. Estimates vary on the total number uh, dead as ranchers aren't required to report deaths. The deaths are centered in southwest Kansas where several weather factors led to heat stress for cattle. It was horrible just like all these cattle bodies stacked up. Yeah, temperatures were in the 80s and low 90s until a sudden spike to 100 degrees on June 11th followed by two more days of triple-digit heat. At least 2,000 animals were lost and that figures based on the number of carcasses. State officials were asked to help dispose of. However, the number could be much higher, up to 10,000 or more, according to DTN, an outlet that specializes in agricultural and industry analysis. Think about that. We just lost, like, millions of chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Cattle. Uh, Uh, You've had had all all these food stuff, you know, animals dying and, and processing plants. Cattle are generally hardy animals and able to handle heat, but yeah. there's a limit. The problem in the case is that temperatures were high during the day and didn't stop at night or at least didn't drop far enough. <sighs> they should have sent them some of those, like, Jack and Cokes and things. Yeah. Just, you know. yeah, yeah. All right, how about this one? Don't kiss or snuggle backyard poultry. Oh. This is the clear warning uh, that, the, that the CDC issued last Desmond. week. Yes, as the salmonella outbreaks. Peter. So you can't make out with your chickens? Yes. So there were salmonella outbreaks linked to backyard chickens, and they have reportedly sickened over... Just lean your head back. I'll take care of everything. Over Over 200 people in at least 38 states. For those who don't know, there was a... a, You know, 5 million chickens died in a fire, and Gene Simmons has been reading all the names of the dead chickens. Yes, in a tribute. Maury. Maury. Horshack. Dozens of hospitalizations and one death have been recorded so far this year. Salmonella well, making out with your chicken commonly associated with contaminated raw foods, but it can also be contracted for, uh, contracted from uh, pets, including chickens, even when they appear healthy. According to the CDC, chickens, ducks, and other poultry can harbor salmonella and other bacteria in their intestines that can be passed on to humans when they are kissed, snuggled, or touched. And do through they, contact with their droppings. If you're having sex with a chicken, should you wear a condom? You probably should. Right. And just no no kissing. Right. You know, keep it like a prostitute. Like, like a hooker. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's all I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We start our guests. We're going to have Bill Clement on being 
uh, inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, and Alejandro Bedoya, captain of the Philadelphia Union, because World Cup's coming up. Yeah! Early. Be back in a moment. Hey gang, time's running out to sign up for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. It's happening on the 24th at two convenient locations. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks and the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and on-site refreshments including Everfresh juice, plus a reusable tote bag from our friends at Window Nation. And for the first time, we'll be doing our show live from Oaks while Brent, Jackie, and Sarah will check in live from live casino. As for Pierre, he'll be somewhere, we're sure. Oh, dear. Yeah, I believe for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. For addiction and mental health treatment, call 1-800-RECOVERY. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest, longtime fan of our show. He's been on the program many, many times, and uh, he's about to join uh, something that we were delighted about, Sim- a similar situation. Similar thing. Well-deserved. We were inducted into the radio. I mean ra- us. No, no, no. Well, yes. <laughs> no, we were inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame, and he is now being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Wow. So awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bill Clement yeah! is on with us. Good morning, Bill. Hey, gang. How's is, everybody doing? It's good to see y'all. We're doing good. I live in the South now, so it's y'all. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to see you. So we have Bill on Zoom, and we have his mustache in full form <laughs> right in front of us. And, uh, yeah, you're living in, uh, living in the Carolinas these days, right? Yeah, living in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, it's really God's country, and Kathy would be out of work here doing traffic reports. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good problem to have. No traffic. Hey, uh, Bill. So not, you know, not that that's all you do, Kathy. Not that that's the you do, okay? I got you. <laughs> well, you know that, uh, Bill. When uh, when so have you been? Uh, I'm not sure how the Hockey Hall of Fame works. So like when we when we got into uh, the Radio Hall of Fame, we we had been. Uh, nominated before, a couple of years before, and, and the nominations come and go, and you don't get inducted in, and then eventually it did happen, and it was wonderful. Uh, but did, do you have any inkling that it's going on, or do they one day just come to you and go, oh, by the way, you're being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame? Yeah, in my case, it was, oh, by the way. Wow. Uh, I got a call from Chuck Caton, longtime play-by-play voice of the Hartford Whalers and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and he is the chair of the of the committee, and he called and said, "Are you sitting down?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "You're unanimously voted into the Hockey Hall of Fame." Oh. And it really it's, it's still taking me a little while to process this um, because as a kid, I remember growing up dreaming of playing in the NHL and winning a Stanley Cup. But I'm not sure there are any kids that dream of winning a Stanley Cup that also have this secondary dream about getting into the Hall of Fame. Um, I, it, it tells me one thing, I, a couple of things, that I, I brought a certain level of quality to what I did and that I did it for a long time, right? There was longevity, and I started to think, how many 30- and 40-year-olds go in as a broadcaster <laughs> to any sports hall of fame? Uh, you know, they, they don't. So what it really means is that I'm really freaking old. <laughs> <laughs> you join the club. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> Uh, well, listen. Who are uh, who are some of your uh, fellow players that have gone on uh, to get this 
in broadcasting because you you haven't been you know uh, elected in uh, as a player. This is a, as a broadcaster, and I'm sure you yeah. you joined some other people that you've known for the years that that you know had laced up the skates uh, for a long time, and then ended up being in the broadcast booth and getting inducted in, which is really cool. Well, what's kind of interesting is there aren't many former analysts that are in the hall. Uh, J.D. John Davidson is Mickey Redmond who uh, broadcast for the Detroit Red Wings forever and was a great player in Detroit and in Montreal. But the list of analysts, which which I went in as, is pretty short. It's it's almost an exclusive list of play-by-play guys, you know, play-by-play voices that have worked over the years. And I worked with, you know, I, I actually worked with 35 different play-by-play partners wow. in my career. Wow. Some, yeah, some, some for only a game or two. When ESPN2 came around, they had a constant stream of play-by-play guys that they were taking a look at or taking a listen to, and they threw me in with so many of them. Uh, but I, you know, I started with Doc Emmerich and did years with Doc, including years calling Flyers games when Prism was still around. <laughs> and then I got to work with with Jiggs McDonald, who was the play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Flames while I played with the Atlanta Flames. Um, then Gary Thorne, who I loved working with, and then the last 13 years of my career with JJ, with yep. Jim Jackson. So I had a lot of kind of one-offs with with uh, many different play-by-play guys, but my four main men uh, were all fantastic partners and fantastic candidates for the Hall of Fame. Doc and Jigs are already in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I loved uh, the broadcast. That you, I mean, I, the, we're we're lucky in Philadelphia to have uh, broadcasters like Jim Jackson, and uh, the, the the team that you guys were was phenomenal. Uh, JJ and uh, um, Jonesy right now is terrific as well. So we really are lucky and spoiled in Philly. But you and Gary Thorne on the national broadcast for the playoffs for me what helped make the '90s uh, era of hockey just phenomenal, Bill. So I've been a fan for a long time. I'm curious as to what you're thinking about um, this year's playoff run because uh, obviously the Flyers aren't in it, but it's been great playoff hockey, and it's cool to watch the broadcast teams both from ESPN and uh, TNT. I think they're doing uh, phenomenal jobs. Yeah, they are. And Colorado's been the best team for the last three years, but they haven't gotten this far. Now they're there for the Tampa Bay Lightning to try for a three-peat is, is incredible. The, the big... the, the the, the, the shaking and the shuddering that you feel, though, in the Philadelphia area is from the players since John Tortorella has been named coach of the Flyers. <laughs> because, oh, man, players better brace themselves. He is a no-nonsense guy, a very demanding guy. He's kind of like Mike Keenan, though, with the sense of decency. He's really demanding, but he's not off the wall. Uh, so the Flyers would be in good shape. And, Nick, i got to tell you, I was looking at the uh, – at the MMR uh, site, and you threw up some pictures there and wrote a little piece about about me going to be on. Um, and I didn't realize at a camp out for hunger before we <laughs> shaved this guy right here, my stash, I, I didn't realize how, how much I looked like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were, uh, you were certainly, you were in a zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a picture of him in the chair going, what am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, my gosh. But it's for charity. See, we help yeah, raise... How do I get out of here? <laughs> I, wa- I wanted to ask... I'd uh, like to go home now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with and, and as you, as you get this uh, this honor, you know to, to go in, and obviously you, you're entered into a new a chapter of of your life. You know, as you go through these these points and these these pinnacles, do you ever get? Because it happen kind of happens with us all the time. It's like 
I, I, there's a clinical name for it. Like, uh, soon I'm going to be found out that there's no reason I should be getting this, and you're going to, you know, all these these accolades. It's just, it's, I think it's kind of human nature to go, as you said, like like they they pulled it on you, they surprised you with it. Uh, and do you ever have those moments? And you you yeah. kind of alluded to it, but like it happens often with us. Like, what in the hell? How is this happening? It's a, it's kind of a weird and in a way wonderful thing. Yeah, it really is. It's almost as if in, in, in many walks of life, we we feel like we're living in a house of cards or a glass house. Yeah. You know, I remember when I first started broadcasting, one of the reasons I became a, a professional speaker um, and people said, oh, you're a motivational speaker. Well, I w- always wanted to be a human development speaker. But the reason I did that is I thought, you know, all it takes is one executive that doesn't like you <laughs> and that, that has a high enough ranking position. And all of a sudden, shoom, right? You're, you're gone and you're out the door looking for work. So I thought if I could be my own product and my own boss, then I have a level of safety. And, and the truth is with, with my, my broadcasting career, all I set out to do was feed my family. Yeah. That, that's, that's really all I wanted to do. And of course I wanted to be good at it. I, I always was driven to excel at whatever I tried to do, but the end game was feeding my family. And I did that. And Nobody found me out. You know, <laughs> well, that, that's, we talked about getting out of this thing. No, you know, we, 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 we talked about going out for us at some point. Nobody's yeah. getting out alive. But, sure. I mean, for the time being, things are great. No, we, we, we talked about that. And then the importance is, listen, when you, it's, I guess it's a lot of times that you hear happening with r- bands that enter the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, the, the, the award is, look at the career that you have and what you're able to do and the people you're able to meet and influence and, and you know, the impressive people you meet along the way. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that when you do get that accolade, it sort of means in a way that a lot of your peers have looked at you and said, you, you're, you're valid. And that's, that is what you have to sort of train yourself to understand. And, and it's, I think it's where the, the core of the honor really lives is that it's, it's your peers that give you this honor and, and vote you into the, into the hall of fame. Um, I, I know that I learned from every play-by-play guy that I work with. I used to watch. I used to say, what do I like about this person? What do I like about what the analyst does? And when your peers, because they get it, right? Fans are wonderful. But sports do not exist without fans, especially yeah. in Philadelphia without Philly fans, because they're the best in the world. Um, but you don't exist without fans. But fans are fanatics, right? The Your peers, you'd like to think, are somewhat objective about assessing your your talents and your accomplishments and your longevity and all those things. So it's really meaningful to have your peers be the ones that say, it's your turn. You're going in this year. Agreed. That's that's what makes it. It really is. Yeah. Agreed. Hey, Bill, I wanted to ask you about uh, retirement. We spoke to you uh, shortly after you retired and headed to the Carolinas, and you've been there for a little while now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious uh, uh, what it's like because, you know, around here, you're a known guy. You can, uh, you know, people recognize you. They want to say hello, maybe give you, you know, you get a free meal here and there, <laughs> tickets to this and that and so on. Um, I would imagine North Carolina, not as many people aware of Bill Clement and hockey in general. Uh, do you miss a little bit of it or are you right in the sweet spot and where you want to be? That's a great question because my wife, Sissy, uh, of 36 years, when we were getting ready to move down here full time, she said, 
you think you're going to be okay with nobody recognizing you? <laughs> and the, the level of recognition is close to zero here. Once in a blue moon, somebody will recognize me. People recognize me now because I'm a member of the community, but with no knowledge of my history, no knowledge of my playing days or, or, or broadcasting days. And I don't miss it even a little bit. Wow. Really? And I think I think she asked me that question. Well, she asked me that question because when some if somebody is polite and comes up to me, like in, in Philadelphia or anywhere in the country, I always want to give them some time and I want to smile with them. And if they want me to sign something, that's fine. But I I do that to try to just be a decent human being. I don't I don't have a need for that, fortunately. My ego didn't have a need for that. And I'm busy with my chainsaw walking up and down the, you know, the mountainside. That chainsaw. On a steep mountain. Yeah, I'm piling wood. I'm cutting stuff down. I took down three trees along the road yesterday to try to help the neighborhood. I, I, I don't miss recognition at all. Wow. wow. Good for you. That, well, that's a good, good place. For you. Yeah. Yes. And a great perspective. Yep. And, uh, and congrats on the chainsaw because that's cool, too. <laughs> um, uh, I'm curious. Uh, uh, you called, there, I think, in your career, 20 different Stanley Cup finals. Um, and, and I'm sure at some point some of those games and maybe even those finals blend together. But I'm also sure that there are some standout moments for you. Um, Stanley Cup finals, nothing like it in sports, in my humble opinion. Do you have any um, particular memories that come to mind? Yes, I do. Um, and it didn't involve the Flyers going to the finals, even though I was broadcasting the late 80s. But the the way the New York Rangers busted out of their 54 years, you know, having to go to a, seven, a game seven against the Devils in the semis and win in double overtime and then meet Vancouver. And everybody thought, well, this is going to be easy for the New York Rangers. They were up three games to one. They lost game five at Madison Square. They lost game six in Vancouver, and they come back to MSG in New York. And in the third period, uh, Vancouver scored to make it a one-goal game. And you could have heard a pin drop in Madison Square Garden. The fans were like, oh, my God, is this not going to happen? Right. And Nathan Lafayette from Vancouver hit the post. He hit the post with in a, in a one-goal game. And the Rangers ended up, you know, ending their 54-year curse. So, you know, that was a 54-year buildup for that one. So that was a pretty amazing final series. And 87, though, I will say, Flyers and the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers were king. The Flyers were young. Mike Keenan was coaching them. Uh, the Flyers were down two goals against the Edmonton Oilers and come back in game six in the spectrum. And J.J. Daniel, the J.J. goal, <laughs> where the roof just about lifted off of the spectrum. And they forced the Flyers, forced a seventh game back in Edmonton. And Edmonton kind of flexed their muscles a little bit up there and won the Stanley Cup. But that was that was really exciting to see a young team like the Flyers at that stage fight so hard and force a seventh game. You know, I want you, you mentioned John Tortorella and um, you know, when a coach, it's an interesting dynamic. It happens in sports. I don't I, I've tried to think it does it happen in, in corporate America as well. I guess to some level it does where someone at some point, a lot of times a coach has left a city because ah, it's just not working out, and it's, you're not getting the results you need, and then it's almost like they walk through a door to the new city. Our savior is yeah, here, yeah. Right. and it's such a it's such an interesting <laughs> dynamic that it just turns like that, you know. And and it um, yeah. and the explanation, I, I guess that's the way it's always been, but it is a bizarre dynamic, isn't it? That it's that immediate. It, yeah, it is in some senses, but in one way, it isn't. Um, 
unless you're capable of reinventing your message and changing your voice regularly, at some point, there's an expiration date on every coach because it all sounds the same. The players stop responding to the same message. Um, I remember when a good friend of mine who's struggling with Alzheimer's, a player named Bob Murdoch, who I played with in Atlanta and loved, um, he became a head coach in the NHL and with the Chicago Blackhawks way back in the day. And one of the things that he did, he went around visiting NFL franchises and talking to NFL coaches. And he said one of the best bits of advice I got was from Bill Cower, who was coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers at that time. And Bill Cower said, let other people, let your players hear your assistants' voices often. Hmm. Don't use your voice all the time because when you need it to be heard, uh, they, ain't, they ain't listening. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, won't, they won't hear it with the same impact if you use it all the time. So there, there's that element. And when players start, tune out, and they say, well, this isn't working. Players are evaluating their coaches all the time, right? Not only the fans and the general managers and the players talk. The players go, this guy has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, but they, John Tortorella is re- really demanding but really fair. He knows how to win. He knows how to sacrifice. He wants each player to sacrifice. And if they do, and that means sh- block, shot blocking, if you if you make a selfish play on the ice, he will rip your face off. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I like I that. It. I love that yeah. your 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 analyst skills are still sharp as hell, Bill. You've been on, you've been away from it for a little while, but you still bring it, man. Well, listen, we we do have to run, Bill, but uh, it's it's awesome. We just wanted to check in uh, and congratulate you. We're yeah. very very proud of you here. The city is proud of you. Uh, and so we just wanted to say congrats. And I know the, uh, the ceremony is coming up in, in November and I'm sure it'll be a great event for you and your family. So congratulations to you. Thank you. And congrats to, to, to the gang, the MMR gang. I love all of you. You stand for the right things. And I'll always, there'll be a place in my heart for all of you, all of you at MMR because of all of the great work you do to help other people. Oh, that's thank what, you that's kind. what life should be about. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We love you. Bill. Clement. Yeah. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again down the road. He is so awesome. Love he's that just guy. The nicest yeah. guy. <laughs> and he's smart. He just says some really uh, simple. Some people I like. There's a text uh, that says it's refreshing when those at the top can break things down to simple terms. The things that matter. Well, so. he just clarified that thing, which has always been sort of uh, uh, something that I've observed and never quite understood. And, and he he made a, a very good. It's an advice you could carry into anything, which is. Don't let your voice be the only one that's heard or else it means nothing. It yeah. becomes a drone. I like you know? that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, listen, the voice was heard yesterday as a big announcement happened. And you may have seen it on the news or if you're already into the world of, of football, yes. of soccer, <laughs> then you are all over this. So uh, Philadelphia is going to be one of the World Cup cities. It's one, incredible. One of 11 cities, one of 11 host cities in the entire country. And there's a reason behind that because there's a huge fan base here uh, for the game of football, for the game of soccer. Um, and 2026 is when it's taking place. We have a gentleman on the line we've had the honor to talk to before, and he's also not only a member of the Philadelphia Union and a captain of the team, uh, but he is a uh, honorary co-chair of the committee that got the FIFA World Cup to Philadelphia. So this is his baby, yeah. you know, being born right here, which is awesome. <laughs> so welcome the captain of the Philadelphia Union, Alejandro Bedoya. Yeah. Yeah. Alejandro, good morning, sir. Oh, wait. It feels good to get that baby out. Yeah, <laughs> sure, man. 
man. Hey, congratulations, man. This is this has got to be rocking your world. It is. It's very, very exciting, you know. And like you said, if you're a sports fan, you got to know about last night. You know, this is truly a, a historic uh, evening and announcement for the whole city. It's going to be fantastic for the city of Philadelphia. And uh, I'm just really happy for all the, the people of Philly and, and for everybody to see what Philly is about all over the world. Hey, Alejandro, how long has this pitch been going on? How long? How many years in the making has this been? Yeah, I came on just over two years ago. I mean, like a lot of things just right before the pandemic, right? Yeah. So uh, I think uh, it's, been, it's been a while in, in the making, you know, a lot of work behind the scenes. And um, yeah, it's been good to, it finally came to fruition. Did you know before the announcement yesterday that it was a done deal or did you find out with everyone else? I did not, man. And people kept asking me. I was like, look, I have no inside info. I did. Uh, but FIFA, FIFA was pretty tight-lipped about this one, you know, so they kept a good secret. You know, I, I got nervous yesterday, though, when they, when they said Boston, because I, I thought that that was one of the cities that wouldn't get it, actually. So when they said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> All right, so, so we're, you know, we got to wait till 2026. Um, and, and that's a bit of a ways off, but there's going to be a lot of work to be done between now and then. Uh, when will details start trickling in about, you know, who can we, we expect to see here? Where are the Where's everything going to be taking place and all that? I would imagine those things are in motion right now. Yeah, I think those things are in motion, you know. Um, I think it was obviously too early last night, but I, I think FIFA is probably going to wait until uh, after the Qatar World Cup, you know, um, once that's over and then they can start finalizing kind of which cities are going to get what games, whether group games and then the knockout rounds, you know, who's going to get the semis and the finals and things like that. So, but listen, this is, this is incredible. This is awesome. You know, this is the biggest sporting event in the world coming to Philly. You know, it's a full month of just festivities, celebration, and then, you know, talk about an epic summer, you know, with everything that's going on in 2026 here in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's just, it's just awesome. It's going to be amazing. And Preston and I were talking, you know, earlier in the show about, when something like this comes into town and the PR move that it is and how how cool, um, it, you know, the the lasting effect after it's over is is almost incalculable. Because right now it feels like the sport of soccer uh, is is on a massive uptick. This is going to carry it to a quantum level. And then have you seen towns that had uh, or areas that had a, a, a moderate love skip up into the stratosphere after something like this has happened where they've gotten this kind of infusion of FIFA love? Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think it's just the, the league here, MLS, you know, it really generated from that 94 World Cup, right? And and like you said, the soccer, the sport of soccer has been on the uptick ever since. And in 2026, it's just going to solidify that even to a, a level beyond, you know, that we can imagine, I think. And and I, I recall the impact that 94 World Cup had on me as a kid, um, seeing my parents go travel to the different stadiums and watch games. And, and I know just 2026 is going to have that similar impact on the, that next generation of, of players and through and all demographics, really, you know. Um, yeah. For those who are not yet into soccer who are listening to this show, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we'll get into it. Yeah. So, so Alejandro. It's truly a great celebration. Not not being fully aware of how the World Cup operates and, and all, um, when, 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 when it will happen here in Philadelphia, I assume games will be at Subaru Park. But also, will there be multiple games going on? Will they be utilizing the link, possibly, uh, to bring in crowds? Do you have any idea? Well, well, yeah. First of all, it's not going to be Subaru Park. Okay. So the venue uh, site is the link. 
So okay. that's where the games will be played. Um, so it's obviously the link is a fantastic venue. I've had the opportunity to play there while representing the USA, you know, for different uh, FIFA, uh, whatever tournaments, the Gold Cup and also Copa America. Um, so I, I know firsthand how great of a venue it is for a player, but even for, for fans and for people attending, it's, it's, it's a wonderful venue. So, you know, public transportation there is great. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm just excited, you know, since I've been here now, almost seven years, uh, Philly is like my adopted home. I love everything about Philly. That's why I live in the city. Uh, and I, it's just a wonderful opportunity for even Americans to experience what Philly is all about and learn about all the history of Philadelphia, but also for the world, uh, for, for everybody around the world to, to see what Philly's about. Uh, uh, 94 Alejandro, my brother, my middle brother, Adam, and my grandfather, who was Italian, went to see the semifinals. It was Italy, Bulgaria, and uh, I think it was at the Meadowlands. And my brother, Adam, ranks it as one of the greatest sports moments of his life because... They sat in the Italian section, and everybody <laughs> was obviously rooting for Italy there. Uh, Italy ended up winning that game and going to the finals where I think they lost to Brazil in, in, a, in a shootout. But uh, he ranks that. And, and, like, we were soccer players growing up, but we didn't know what the World Cup was until it came to the States. And now that it's coming back to the States, I think it's just going to be this sort of uh, another reinvention of, of taking it to the next level for uh, soccer fans that exist already and then future soccer fans as well. Would you agree to that? I would definitely agree with that. I think now where soccer is currently at the, in this country, you know, with, with folks, fans from all over really tuning in, not just to our league, but to European soccer and, and, mm. and on a global scale, it, it's soccer has grown so tremendously. And, and 2026 is just really, really going to take that to the next level because folks like yourself that maybe aren't so familiar with soccer, I think we'll get into it that much more. And you see just in the youth sports, more and more participants and playing in soccer and it's, it's uh yeah, it's gonna be an exciting time. I'm really looking forward to it. I think um and you might know better than me because soccer's your entire life, but like I feel like theatrically, soccer is lacking. I'm you know, and at the top of my head I you got victory with Sylvester Stallone, Bennett Lightback, I'm in Ladybugs. What's the greatest <laughs> soccer movie of all time? Ah, okay, good question. <laughs> Ladybugs. <laughs> Ladybugs. Oh. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Oh man, that's a that's a tough that's a tough one. But uh, you know, you had kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell. But no, I mean, listen, you had that TV series Ted Lasso. I mean, there you go. Ted Lasso. I'm wearing my shirt right there. I'm wearing, yeah. you know, uh, be curious, oh, not judgmental. Go. So yeah, I I be curious. fell in love with it. And, and that I think that uh, brought a huge brought it to the forefront. Oh, and here's my believe card as well. <laughs> and that, uh, but oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah there we go. Nice. I think that opened up a lot of doors uh, for the game of soccer as far as America is concerned and, and bringing in new fandom because, you know, we saw uh, some different perspectives on the game and fans and how they uh, incorporated it in their lives and stuff. So I, mm -hmm. I think it's only positive stuff. So I think you can kick ladybugs to the curb. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I think <laughs> Ted Lasso might have bumped ladybugs. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield's yeah. finest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, wait a minute. Oh, you'll like this. Yeah, yeah. And this is one movie, that, something with green or something with the big goalie in that. Uh, oh, the mean green. Yeah. By the way, Mercer brought this in, and this is just for our video, so, but this is one of my uh, coffee mugs that I have with uh, Roy Kent on it. So. <laughs> That's great. We're, we're definitely diehard uh, Ted Lasso fans. Well, listen, Alejandro, 
The city is excited. Yeah. We're excited for you, especially since you've been a co-chair for the committee that got this to happen. It has to be just huge for you and your family and friends and obviously your teammates and everything. So, dude, we're excited. It's a ways off, so there's going to be plenty of news between now and then on what we can expect what to ramp up for. Uh, and in the meantime, the union's got to play in yeah. this season, so we'll watch you guys do your thing too, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, for those that come out here, maybe get in, start getting into soccer by coming out to the union games, you yep. know, we, 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 we've been really consistently at the top, you know, at the, of the league here, you know, uh, the last few years. And this year is no different. We're still in, we're in second place in the Eastern Conference. So last year we were close to the MLS Cup, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, so... You know, we're showing, we're representing Philly pretty wide. So. Love it. Absolutely. So. Excellent. All right, thanks, Alejandro. Congratulations, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care, guys. you got yeah. plenty of time now to get into soccer, guys. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Alejandro. The captain of the Philadelphia Union. Exciting stuff. And, it it and is really exciting. Something on this scale, soccer has taken off, and, and these guys have been a massive aspect of I'm that. going tomorrow night. I'm going yeah. to see the Union play tomorrow night, and it's just going to be a gorgeous day. And, and the uh, venue really the has venue helped. Unbelievable, yeah. yeah. So it should be fun. Uh, fun night tomorrow night as well. Nice. All right, well, listen, we do need to take a break because we've got more guests that are arriving in just a moment. We will get to all of it. We're going to have uh, director Tony Yacenda on and talk about the uh, program. Uh, players, actually, says mockumentary. Esports. On, uh, yep, on Paramount Plus. And we got to also talk to Michael Barkan this morning, and we got to get some stuff away, too, so we'll have a chance to win some freebie stay there. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, did you receive our Camp Out for Hunger Save the Date? I mean, we made a big announcement, and then we put it right there on the website for you. Well, just in case you missed it, President and Steve's 25th Camp Out for Hunger is set November 7th through the 11th, 2022. And hey, it's never too early to start collecting. You can find the list of Phil Abundance's most requested items, plus all of the outrageous photo galleries and videos of our guests from over the years at WMMR.com slash campout. Uh, I can't wait to see the project that our next guest is uh, on to talk about because he had such great success uh, with the uh, American Vandal release. Yeah. And it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And everybody loved it. And we also love the fact that he's local and we've had him on before. But the new one is called Players. It's about esports. It's now streaming on Paramount. Please welcome the pride of Downingtown East, <laughs> Tony Yesenda. Tony, how you doing, man? Hey. Thanks for having me. Of course. How you guys doing? Anytime. We're doing well, man. It's Friday, so there's nothing wrong with that. And we're getting ready to uh, enjoy a couple of days off, which is nice. But how about you? Do you ever have any time off, or are you just working all the time? You know, we're just releasing a show, so this is my vacation right here. We get to see how the world reacts and talk to the show we've been working on for the past, like, two and a half years now. Well, the, the, um, the world is reacting. We're happy with it. Do you know anything about... Yeah, do you know anything about esports? Like yeah, yeah. This, the competitive gaming. The whole the whole world of it has been fascinating to us. I, Preston and I are 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 you know have been gamers when time affords uh, you know us to do it. As you know, obviously to take a dive in like these guys do. Mm. Um, you know, we I'm always fascinated with the world. I've watched a number of documentaries on it. Uh, there was going to be that big esports center that was going to go in in the sports complex, and and they halted plans on construction, like a fifty five million dollar facility. And so our own parent company was looking to get into that, um, you know, exponentially. So it's there. I think it's um, 
it's something that is at the same time fascinating and unapproachable <laughs> for us. But I, I started watching it last night. I wrapped up the offer, the Godfather series, and went right into into your series, and because um, I'm a big fan, uh, and um, it, it's great. I mean, the casting is really brilliant because you would think. They all, all your cast reads as a, the exact kind of people you would expect to see in this world. So that must have been a fun process, getting people who were exactly in the wheelhouse you were looking for. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, some of them actually are. There's a couple, uh, like, obviously we went through traditional casting and read hundreds of people that felt the most like the gamers that we we found through our research and then some of them were actual gamers in the LCS which is the the League of Legends uh North American Gaming League uh and they've had these tenures as pro players and now they're coming and playing around as fictional versions of themselves. So I think it was like a combination of, of very talented actors that we were able to find and the real people. And that kind of blend is what makes it feel I'm, like a, like a documentary. and like, yeah. we're really learning about this world. Well, I'm kind of surprised that you are able to get people that are in that world because I mean, obviously you're going to have fun with the subject matter and <laughs> some might find that a, a little bit offensive in, in let's face it, a, a career that they are, you know, taking on. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think the same with our first show, American Vandal, which was a mystery about who drew phallic images on <laughs> on cars. Yeah. Like, that's a, it's obviously a joke, but then we really wanted people to invest in the mystery. And, and that's the way we feel about this show, is that even if uh, you're a little bewildered that, like, why are why are there stadiums being sold out for kids to watch other kids play video games? A couple episodes in, you should really be pulling for fugitive gaming, you yeah. know, the way you're you're pulling for a team in Friday Night Lights. No, so yeah. in that way, it's really a love letter, and I think they always knew that. Okay. It, 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 so, you know, Rob McElhenney's uh, Mythic Quest, you know, game development, and, and on, on that end of it, all of this stuff is there. It's multi-millions, if not billions of dollars. Uh, that are uh, uh, happening and transacting throughout this entire world, and people are becoming fabulously wealthy. Uh, you know, as and it's again, it's like the phenomenon of the of the YouTubers or the influencers who are you know barely out of high school and and in, sometimes in high school, uh, if not younger, who are racking up big amounts of cash playing video games. So again, it, it's uh, while I. I don't exist in the world. I'm fascinated by it, and I'm fascinated by your take on it. It, it. The show just looks, just pops. Steve, uh, it is it is a trip. It is nothing will make you feel older than like <laughs> sitting down with a 24 year old who's like. <laughs> The game has passed me by. What do I do now? Do I become a coach? Do I become a caster? Like, oh, my God, you're a baby. And uh, it's just like this alternate universe where these gamers are... Sports gods, yeah, and and it it is like that. I mean, the Steve and I went to an event years ago. It was at the Trocadero, and it was a competitive gaming event. They had the gigantic screen, and these guys are playing. Oh I was God. there for like two hours, and I turned to Steve. I'm like, 
I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> so, so I have no idea. And it because the action moves yeah. so, so fast. Unbelievably fast. <laughs> now I can see, you know, uh, uh in person sports, you know, your standard football, baseball, whatever it may be, these guys are playing at the ultimate elite level. But at least I can see what's happening. <laughs> at this level, I have no clue yeah. what's going on, man. You know, so when we were pitching the show, that was obviously a big concern. Like the you look at the game and it's visual gibberish yeah. if you're if you're an outsider. <laughs> um, but luckily, there had been that show. Have you heard of Queen's Gambit? On, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a it was a big hit show about chess, and it was gripping. And they never dumbed it down or, yeah. and explained what a Queen's Gambit was or what a Sicilian defense was. You could tell emotionally yeah. what the characters were doing, how they were reacting to certain moves that you're like, oh, you know, it's not really about chess. It's about the people. And that's what, what players is, is like you might not understand the words they're saying it, but you could tell through context clues exactly how this team is feeling whether this is good or bad and and ultimately by the end of the series i think you're going to be able to like watch a a championship game which takes place in philadelphia uh and and really invest in in whether they win or lose well you know uh tony what what uh, caught my attention i like to do this and see kind of a, a broad um sampling of what people are saying so ign which is in in the gaming world is is very revered uh, uh, they had they labeled the show amazing nine out of ten and similar accolades from non game based or non pop culture or that part of the world uh, lavishing the kind of praise catching it on the other level of I didn't know what was going on but these these are all these guys are characters you know and 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 picking up on what I'm sure that was your mission to appeal to the widest you know uh, uh, bandwidth there. But it, it, it's hitting on all fronts. So mission accomplished if you're trying to get past the minutiae of the gaming itself. You know, I, I never, we never really talked about it like, hey, let's appeal to this group and this group at the same time. Yeah. We want to make shows that we personally like, Dan, my creator, and and I. And frankly, we weren't super knowledgeable about gaming three years ago when we started this project. And we thought, like, one of the things we like most about the traditional sports docs that we're parodying, like, uh, obviously, The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, is the main one. But there's, like, F1, Drive to Survive, or <laughs> Cheer, these documentaries about sports yeah. that we knew nothing about going in. And it's really cool. Part of the enjoyment is learning about this world. So I actually think, personally, that the show might be more enjoyable for somebody like you than who's like vaguely familiar with it than somebody who like understands all the terms because they're not learning anything. Like, I don't know if you enjoy Friday night lights more or less. If you're like grew up going to (laughs) high school football games in Texas. But for us, we're like, wow, what does look at this vibrant new world. This it's so crazy how much they, they put these high school kids on pedestals. And I, I think that's uh that's part of the enjoyment for uh, for players that hardcore gamers might even be missing out on. <laughs> Tony, I'm curious as to like uh, when making these types of things, um, uh, how 
you're able to select where they're shot. And, and the reason I bring it up is, uh, you know, uh, Hustle's out now on, on Netflix, and it just it really makes Philly look fantastic. Uh, I'm curious as to, you know, whether or not you're ever going to be able to film something in your hometown, or, you know, bring something to Downingtown or, or bring something to our area, and how much control you have as the, one of the creators of series like this as to where they end up being filmed. Well, buckle up. Back half of the season, you know, they the way it works in the LCS is you have uh the the whole regular season is played at, in this arena in Los Angeles um and then the the LCS final is played in uh in a random city in America and because ours is a fictional show and I'm pressing buttons <laughs> like that you can you could guess where okay uh, all right the semifinal might be played. Very nice. cool. Hey, Tony, I wanted to ask, you know, in your research and in, in, uh, in writing and getting this all formed, uh, I, I would imagine like in, in any competition, uh, when it comes to an elite level, there are egos to deal with. How heavy does it get in the world of esports when it comes to uh, people taking that to another level and intimidation and stuff like that? You know, what? it's it's simultaneously like so much softer huh. and yeah, so much more savage than like they talk very, very quietly and are t- and almost shyly. But they'll be like, "Yes, the other team is garbage. Everyone is trash. That was an easy win." And like, if you imagine, if you imagine Steph Curry saying that last night after winning, people would be talking about that for twenty years. And that's just a, a Tuesday for for these gamers. Uh, and yet, they're they're just they're a little bit more shy and reserved in in the delivery it's, it's a it's a gamer trash talk uh, on uh, on the pro level it's different than like xbox trash talk yeah, yeah. or like what tr- streamers say on twitch these pros to do that they're working like 14 hours a day they're so focused on the the team that they uh i, I don't know i don't think they have time to work on their like <laughs> Braggadocious right. and people Persona. skills in general. Yeah. Well, the story focuses in uh, you have <laughs> characters like uh, org, uh, organism and uh, uh, cream cheese, cheese or cheese. cream cheese, yeah. right? <laughs> and they, they have all these these handles. Um, and um, so, um, organism is is the young upstart, uh, and um, uh, so. But but there there is a moment right in the first episode, as you said, it's sort of about that that passive aggressive. He has. He's not. He's not uh, throwing off like a, uh, uh, like a a professional wrestler bragging. He just, I'm the best, uh, and 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 that permeates yeah. all of them. There's sort of there's a lot of passive aggressive attitude going on. Um, so how did you find? Uh, is it Dejour Jones? Is that the, the, the actor? Yeah, because he, he's great. Yeah, he is. He's great, and he's a he's a kid outside of. Philly, we were looking for somebody who it is crazy in this world, like how young players can be. So I didn't want some, you know, 24 year old from Juilliard pretending to be a 17 year old. I wanted a kid who like hadn't graduated high school yet and really brought felt raw. Um, It was a terrific actor, but also like kind of rough around the edges so it felt more like a documentary and he just like embodies this character and really feels like a kid who is moving to 
to California for a job for the first time because that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> right. Hey, Tony, uh, one of the things I love about doing uh, Zoom interviews is we get a peek into uh, some things in the background. I see you have a very beautiful sunburst Les Paul hanging on the wall back there. Anything special about that guitar? No, it's false advertising. <laughs> I'm so musically untalented. <laughs> you thought it would look cool? <laughs> I didn't realize our whole lives would be on Zoom when I put it there. But... <laughs> You could see Iverson and, and yeah. Dr. J right next to him, <laughs> oh, uh, which is probably a, a bigger part of my personality. Well, right. You know, it's interesting because um, <laughs> an interview, uh, it was in the uh, the Inquirer, um, they were talking to you and, and you brought up Ben Simmons and this has uh, kind of gotten some traction. And all of this experience has given you sort of a, um, a, a more accommodating take on his situation. <laughs> Explain what, what, what you... Uh, you the, the realization you reached. Well, I think a lot of, like, I, everybody knows what a big Sixers fan I am in the writer's room. And yeah. then, like, the day after that Father's Day game against the Hawks last year, everybody's like, oh, how's... And, and for me, I was so angry. And then I had to look at myself like, God, you're an adult. You're so <laughs> mad at this, like, 24-year-old Australian kid who, like, got, got nervous on the big stage. Like, we're all human. Right. Don't pretend like, like I would have done better. Like, oh yeah, I would have dunked it over him. I don't know, but I was still so angry. Yeah, and that was like a perfect way to like look at like how the character feel, you know. And we had had this joke uh, in the very beginning of episode one. It's like he goes, "If I had just uh, hit that Alistar knockup on the Cogma back in 2016." It would have been the perfect setup to a wombo combo. (laughs) A wombo combo. That's great. And we were watching Ben Simmons' wombo combo in real time. And it made me so angry. Like, he missed it on purpose just just as a a front to Philly. And and we're like, we got to look at what sports fandom means. And it doesn't like, I'm, I'm still like somewhat bitter about it or very bitter about it as a Sixers fan. But as a television writer, it was like interesting human context to help us like empathize with our characters in these like big high pressure moments. Wow. All right. Well, it is streaming now. It's on Paramount Plus. It looks like you got another hit on your hand. So uh, it's all good. Anything else? uh, I mean, right now you said, you know, you've been busy doing this for two and a half years and now you're promoting. Um, You got other things in the works that's uh, shortly after you uh, uh, cool down from this promo tour? Yeah, there's uh, where I'm looking to direct a pilot, which is a Western this uh, summer that should be. It's also a comedy. I'm not going to start doing yeah. Uh, Yellowstone or something. Like that. <laughs> I love uh, westerns, though. Westerns, westerns are just you know. Yeah, I have to go a, a, a big distance to f up a western. As long as you put the component parts in there. Well, we're gonna do some weird stuff, and, <laughs> and we're gonna be flirting with that line. All right, <laughs> all right. Awesome. I'm intrigued. Well, we'll look forward to all of it, Tony. It's great to have you on, man. Thanks so much, and and continued success. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime, man. Tony, you said it, guys. Check out Paramount Plus to find 
players, it sounds hilarious. I need to see it. So I started watching last night, and, and you brought up that time when we were at the, the truck press and we talked to Tony, and, and that it, it captures that ten times over. That, that sort of kinetic, like, what in the F is going on? But it's just very well done. Nice. All right, well, we're jumping on with, with another friend. Huh? We, we, we got another uh, person to talk to. This is just, uh, this is interview of Palooza on the President Steve show this morning. Is he, uh, we getting him up and ready to go? Nope. Or I'm getting a signal. Well, he's you know still in makeup, wait. Preston. He's still in makeup. I'll wait while he's getting ready. I do have uh, a couple of uh, shout outs and, and uh, mentions I can do real quick while we wait. There was, um, where was the one I wanted to get to today? I thought this was kind of fun. I got this. It says, hey, I'll make this brief, guys. I started listening to your uh, po- President Steve show file podcast and graduated to the entire Preston and Steve show podcast, or listen to your, oh, Bizarre File podcast, and then made it to the whole show. I'm currently in Indiana, but I will be going to New Zealand in July, and of course, it's an 18-hour plane ride. Jeez. So I will definitely, definitely be taking my favorite morning show along with me. In my opinion, three hours isn't enough time for all of you to be on air, but thankfully... I'm a few weeks behind on my daily podcast, so I'm pumped to take you guys with me to help pass the time on the flight. Thank you for helping me laugh every day and make each day a little brighter. That's from Maggie Tackman. That's awesome. So thank you, Maggie. And we also got a, a text this morning from somebody listening live in uh, Oahu. Yeah, I saved it, Preston. That's Hawaii. That yeah. is. Oh. Uh, that is Hawaii. And the guy's name is, oh boy, Tom O'Malley. Here we go. Yeah, he said, I live in Honolulu on Oahu, and I usually listen to the podcast, but I fell asleep on the couch and woke up, and I'm listening <laughs> to WMMR.com. So thank you, man. We appreciate it. People checking we, in from We have to start another one of those world maps to see where everyone is listening yeah. uh, from. You know. All right, our next guest, uh, clearly by the visual, is coming to us live from <laughs> Citizens Bank Park this morning. It's amazing. It's incredible. You just can't take him out of the sports complex. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Barkhead. Or am I coming to you from the content room? Oh, 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 he just switched his background. (laughs) Am I watching the Aurora Borealis? (laughs) (laughs) You got them all now. God, this is great. Oh. There's snow on the back porch. <laughs> oh my god! You better put a coat on, Mister. <laughs> Looks chilly. Yeah. How many more you got? Uh, mm-hmm. hang on, hang on. I, I got a, I got a bunch more. Let, you know what? Let's talk pre, pre-game, post-game. Oh, <laughs> there we got that. You got the set. I for the for the Eagles. Uh, I got a, I got a bunch more stuff because when we we're during the uh, pandemic. This is this is it. This is the study. <laughs> All right. Okay. Listen. So real quick, uh, you, you were doing the Eagles uh, pregame postgame. Can I? I want to talk to you about did the Eagles just straight up change their logo altogether? Is that what you call it? Is that, is that what you? <laughs> yeah. I, to me, it doesn't look like much of a difference. That, what are you looking at up there? Am I on the moon? Are you, <laughs> um, the the uh, logo is uh, the the watermark. I guess the word mark. Has has changed a little bit, and it's got like a little notch in the e, and um, it it looks fundamentally the same to me. So, you, so what you're wearing right now, Case? Yeah. By the way, we're doing radio. But what you're wearing right now, Case? Yeah. Uh, is is the the colors and the logo that I loved? Yeah. And, and I know that logo wasn't on the team when they won the Super Bowl, but but that's what I think of when I think of the Eagles. Yeah, I mean it's you know? it's the Eagles team that I came up with, right? It's you know um, I, I you know I started really getting into them in the eighties and you know and then suffered through the nineties for a little while, but uh, th- that Kelly green is just the 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 green that I had fallen in love with. 
when they changed it to the the midnight green, I was like, that's cool. It was like refreshing, and I like that. But I, I'm ready to go back to to the Kelly Green. I'm I'm really looking forward to. It. And then I have to wait. Like we all have to wait another year for that. Yeah, and um, it was a uniform and color that they would wear for special occasions. They would get dispensation from the league to do it. I know when they were celebrating the 50th anniversary of the NFL championship over the Packers in 1960, Mm -hmm. they opened the season that year with the Packers. In fact, there was word that they were trying to get that game since it was the opener uh, at Franklin Field, but they couldn't figure it out with the tickets. But in in any event, that was the uniform that uh, I loved, and, and it had the Eagle with the football in its talons and the Kelly Green, uh, kind of a little off from Kelly Green. I wouldn't call it quite Kelly Green, but right. I just love the colors. I thought it, I thought it was regal. You know, I thought it was majestic. Uh, I I thought it was uh, was a great great look. Those are I just one one super. Those are words we used to describe you, regal and majestic. So it, <laughs> yeah. it, works, it works out well. <laughs> no. All right. So well, the uh, the the. We have to talk about the golf classic. We have to talk about everything that's going on. And and uh, what year is this for? Tenth. The this tenth. Is the tenth. It's the uh, Barkham Family Healing Hearts Foundation, and we provide uh, money and uh, funds and gift cards and anything we can to the people who are just going through catastrophes in their lives. And um, we've been we've been doing the we've had the charity for ten years. We've had a golf outing a little bit longer than that. Uh, and I guess the first two, three outings, the, the money was going to various different charities. And we thought, you know what, let's start our own 501c3. We can direct where the money goes. The money can stay in this area. Not As, as the Gov says, Governor Rendell used to say, there's no such thing as a bad charity. And you know that, Steve, because I know uh, yeah. all of you in there are right. associated with charity. So um, we just we just wanted to help folks in our area and uh, that's what we do so uh, we're having the golf outing on monday and, and casey boy and preston are playing i'm so excited that's awesome and uh, we're gonna have a lot of great guests and celebrities and it's fun it's at french creek golf club in elverson pa it's a beautiful course a great lunch i yes. thought that was very t- I thought it was very telling that you said we're gonna have uh, preston and casey play and some celebrities <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who wants to be a celebrity Monday? Anybody? No. I, I, I wanted to highlight the guys, the dudes. Oh, okay. Uh, Seth Joyner's going to play. Jimmy Lineup's going to play. Barrett Brooks is going to play. Uh, uh, Ruben Amaro Jr. is going to be there. Um, let, let me see. I, I have a whole... The list is in the it's, back, but... Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> And, and Michael, it's sold out at this point. We probably should have gotten yeah. you on earlier to yeah. promote getting people signed up for it. But you've got a sold out event for this, uh, which is great. Oh, that's yeah. tremendous! Next year we'll get you early, and um, I would love that. And we're we're there's a thought maybe next year we have two tea times. I don't know how you guys would feel about that. Huh? What do you think? One tea time would be at seven. You wouldn't be able to do it then, obviously. And then the other tea time would be yeah. Leave the show. Uh, the other tea time. Would be, about what? We're not doing that yet. I like so, that. I like the one o'clock tea time. French Creek is a little bit out there. It's it's a stunning golf course. It's a difficult golf course. Uh, but right by there also is uh, Revivalist uh, Distillery. Oh, oh. It's right around the corner. So we can stop by and get some booze there, Barkhand. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, you you won't have a problem with that, Preston. We, we, we've got the yard bar there right uh, be- oh, yeah. between 9 and 10 and 18. Uh, we have something called the yard bar. 
and there'll be some special uh, there'll be some special spirits there, and that's usually a place where people they congregate and before going on. So a little food is going to be awesome. Nice. Uh, I mean, all right. And the, and the weather's nice. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, Michael, I want to ask you about the Phillies. Um, they, uh, that, you know, wildly underperformed for the first couple of months of the season. And uh, a lot of people were sort of calling for Girardi's head at one point, And eventually that finally happened. And now they may be overperforming 10 or 11 wins in their last 12 or 13 games. I mean, they're just they're really impressive clicking on all cylinders. Um, you know, and, and last night, the Nationals are not a great team, but they beat up on a team that they're supposed to beat up on, right? So, five-game series, uh, the Braves keep winning. I think the Braves have won 14 in a row or something along those lines. Anyway, your thoughts on, on um, Thompson as the manager and, and where the team stands now and where they might be going for the rest of the season? Well, Nick, baseball, you know, my friend, baseball is a game that's played, uh, it's a team sport that's played individually. And you got to get the batter's box, you get a hit, you got to stand on the pitcher's mound and make a pitch. You got the balls hit to you, you got to catch it. And, and um, they just weren't doing that under Joe Girardi. And he was, he, the lineup was not a consistent thing, especially lead off through five or six in the lineup. They, he was he was rotating, and I understand why he did that because Kyle Schwarber and Reese Hoskins in particular were really struggling, and that's no longer the case. And Kyle Schwarber won National League Player of the Month for the month of June last year. It looks like he's going to do it again. He hit his sixth and seventh home runs last night in the month of June. He's got 18 total. He's on pace for 46 home runs. And he was nowhere to be found in April and May. We, and many of us thought, what what the heck did they get in this guy? Uh, and, and the funky thing about baseball, which really makes you kind of hold your breath, because... You, you wonder what's the real Phillies, what we saw in April and May or what we're seeing now in June. And they're 12-2 they're and two in their last 14 games. They're playing as well as any team in, in baseball right now. And I see on a lot of lists, they're, they're going, the power ratings are coming up some on some of the lists, but they're still in the middle of the pack overall. My question is, are they going to be good enough to be a playoff team? That's what we want in this town. We want a championship. I understand that but baby steps for a team that hasn't been in the playoffs since 2011. So I, I think the big thing is when you ask about the manager change, and, and I had someone ask me yesterday, was it the manager change? I think that had a lot to do with it because when I mentioned playing a, a team sport individually, you got to be focused enough but chill enough to do your job the way you need to do your job. And I, I really think that that wasn't happening with Joe Girardi. Certainly, I, I think he, he put everything into it. I think the guys – all seem to like and respect him, but it just wasn't happening. And you see what's going on with Rob Thompson. And I don't know if you've heard him speak after the games, but he is very mellow. But yet a guy who I think you could take direction from, take coaching from, and and um, he's letting them play, so which, which is great. Um, on another uh, the topic, uh, the big news obviously was the announcement of the FIFA World Cup coming in uh, 2026. Uh, your impressions on that? What? <laughs> you didn't hear? Breaking news from Michael Parkin right now. I, uh, I've got to go. Um, I, I think that that is awesome. Um, and, you know, I lived up in Boston in 1994, the last time the United States hosted the World Cup. And it was something to behold. And they, they played, uh, I think, three or four games at Foxborough Stadium. They since Pouring that down, they play in Gillette Stadium. Foxborough Fox Stadium was was like a it was a hell. 
World Cup games there. So they're holding games at the Link, which is a beautiful stadium. And uh, it, just to know that we are going to be one of the sites. This was a joint bid with the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So it, it, I don't think they have decided yet where the final and the semifinals are going to be. But if Philadelphia could host a, a quarterfinal match or a semifinal match, that would be absolutely amazing. But the coolest part about it is, that you get to see peoples from all over the world in your city. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's like an Olympics, and I'm blessed to cover some of those, but it's it's damn close. Yeah. When, when, when you're at the stadium and there's people from, you know, Mexico and Colombia and France and, and, and Spain, and they're, they're all congregating, going to see their team. It's such a, it's such a huge event. It's a, it's a happening. And the whole world's watching. Yeah, the, the international, the international, the United States, the whole world's going to be watching Philadelphia. Yeah, the international aspect of it, I didn't even think about that, really does give it a, uh, an Olympic vibe. So it's going to be, that's going to be pretty damn crazy when yeah. it gets. And I'm sure you guys will be all over it. Yeah. And it might, you know, the, the shot I showed, showed you before, hang on, I'll, I'll show you. This, this is the view. You ready for this? Right. This is the view from my, from my desk. That's the view from my desk. Ah. So, you think I would, you think, yeah. It's the yeah. link. You have a beautiful yeah, shot of link. Shot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now, now that, is that, is that in an actual office? Is that like a, like a storage closet? Where, where do they have you? It's the storage closet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak, uh, that is, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking we, of, we have a, yeah, go ahead. Uh, speaking of storage closet, I don't know if you saw uh, the movie <laughs> Hustle or not, but yeah. uh, Adam Sandler kind of ends up in a closet type of uh, <laughs> uh, of a of an office. And uh, have, did you get a chance to see uh, the movie Hustle? I thought that movie was was so great. I, I just I was on a flight recently and I watched it, and, and um, I didn't know what to expect because uh, Amy Fadul, ah, Amy, she's also playing in the golf outing. Ah, um, and she's awesome. She hooked Sixers. Uh, pregame and postgame and her husband sean kane is our producer for philly's pregame and postgame and they received an advanced copy of hustle and sean kind of i said you undersold that thing man that was phenomenal and and really i think a co-star of the movie i don't know what you all think was philadelphia yeah. I, I just thought it was beautiful the way they showed off uh philadelphia the city manion uh as as um uh Cruz, what was his name bo cruz ran up the wall you know i thought mm-hmm. it was i thought it was awesome Great Excellent. movie. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Excellent. Um, so you you had mentioned Amy and, and, the and I'm sorry. <laughs> Sixers pregame, postgame. Uh we did not. We did not. But I want to ask you, because um when the Sixers season ended, I was sad and I also was really nervous about their future. And I thought that their future you know, prior to the playoffs starting, I I was excited about their future. And then when the playoffs ended, I was uh, scared of their future. Uh, where are you with the future of this uh, 76ers team? Yeah, I, I feel similar to you, Kate. I, I feel very uncertain about the future. And, and um, you know, Daryl Morey got the pieces together that he thought were going to be able to make a, have them make a run. And, um, you know, it, it just didn't happen. And, and uh, Harden... Is either he's not the guy we thought he was, or he's no longer the guy we thought he was, or uh, I, I don't know. He he is certainly getting older. Um, but when they traded for him, 
we thought, oh man, we got a we got a top ten player in the NBA in this in this guy. And I, I don't know if I would not. I don't know if I would say that. That's that's a no. We mm-hmm. we did not get a player of, of that caliber. At least what we saw after the trade. So um, whether it's injury, mindset, whatever. Uh, but the the one thing that that kills me is w- when you saw what Jimmy Butler did, what he continues to do, and that they they really gave way to to Ben Simmons and and what Ben Simmons wanted. And at that time, uh, I'm sure they thought other things were in store uh, for Ben Simmons than than what we've all seen. But that that really crushed him because you you have a winner there. Some guys just win, mm-hmm. and that's what you had in Jimmy Butler. And can you imagine had he played all these seasons now with Joel Embiid and Simmons had been the guy to leave earlier? Um, might have been a might have been a different thing. Do you but think they're going? Yeah, I I really. Go ahead. Go- I was just going to say, do you think they're going to stick with basketball? Oh, <laughs> probably. What? I I don't I don't know. I I, I think they probably will. Yeah. Okay. But if I can get back, yeah. All right. Yeah. Just get circle back. Yeah. yeah. They're thinking about cricket. Cricket. Will. Cricket. Yes. I. Well, listen, Mike. We will. Uh, we're excited playing your outing, and you're right. The weather is looking great uh, for Monday, so it should be great. And it's it's an awesome cause. And and uh, next year we'll hit a little bit earlier and and uh, try and get some people signed up. But it's sold out, man. But if, if yeah, if you do it twice, many next sold year, out. we'll help out. Sold out. Yeah. Are you going to play? Or are you going to be? Are you going to be too busy handling the operations of that event? Well, that's a great question um, because I have four buddies that come down my house from Syracuse, and, and they come from all parts of the country. And usually I play about nine holes with them, but I, I send the golfers off. I'll introduce everybody, and then I uh, might have a quick bite, and then I get out on the course, you know, right to the yard bar, make sure everything's okay. By the way, uh, everybody, you're all invited if you want to come out to the lunch or, or there's a beautiful dinner as well. Oh, and, excellent. Uh, not everybody listens. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Talking to you now. Yeah. In this room. <laughs> we right. got a couple hundred thousand people out here. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, listen. That'd be great. <laughs> we will see Thanks. you on Monday, Mike. Thanks for everything and uh, have a good weekend, brother. All right? All right. Hey, you Thanks. too. Have a great weekend. Michael and uh, yep, his outing will be fun. I've played. I haven't played it in years. I'd, he'd, I, I, when I had hurt my shoulder, he kept getting in touch with me. Can you come and play? Can you come and play? Couldn't do it. So I'm finally back at it and able to play. With it's got to feel good. Yeah. And I'm excited to do his event. TheBarcanFoundation.org, by the way. TheBarcanFoundation.org, if you'd like to help out. All right. We need to take a break. But you know what? We need to set you up. I have the Top Gun Maverick Ultimate Father's Day prize pack to give away. Wow. We'll take caller number 22, oh. the number of the father. And we will give it to you. Yes, the number of the father. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, it's a new Yeti cooler, Applebee's gift cards, a Top Gun Maverick hat, water bottle, and swag. Total value is 500 bucks. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty, pretty sweet deal. So uh, this Father's Day, make sure you take your dad to see Top Gun Maverick, which is in theaters now. Uh, you want me to read the film synopsis? Give it your voiceover best. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Maverick Mitchell is where he belongs. Pushing the... I'm not doing the whole thing. No? (laughs) It's too long. It's like like a a gigantic paragraph long. It's a great movie. We've seen it. Go see it. We love it. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us because we'll get the B-File when we return, friends. Stay put. 
Hey, gang, time's running out to sign up for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. It's happening on the 24th at two convenient locations. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks and the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and on-site refreshments, including Everfresh juice, plus a reusable tote bag from our friends at Window Nation. And for the first time, we'll be doing our show live from Oaks while Brent, Jackie, and Sarah will check in live from Live Casino. As for Pierre, he'll be somewhere, we're sure. Oh, dear. Yeah, I bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross. Make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Sponsored by Recovery Centers of America. For addiction and mental health treatment, call 1-800-RECOVERY. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Have you guys been noticing uh, how much Kathy has been farting this morning? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean. Did you hear it? No, I okay. not. But uh, I'm not so farting, by Kat, the way. Kathy, Kathy came in this morning. And she goes, "I just want to tell you that it's I'm not farting. It's my shoes that are making <laughs> oh, this noise." Like <laughs> there was this full on de- declaration that she made to me in the office, uh-huh. and then she goes, "She goes, it's my shoes that are farting." And then she she goes, "Listen," and she makes you move her fir- a foot a certain way. Can you do it? She can do it on command. Yeah. So like the shoe kind of like your, your yeah. um, foot kind of fits down into it. It right. fits into the shoe, and it's just the way that it's shaped on uh, like the arch of my foot that when I walk sometimes, yeah, it makes this like squeaking noise. So it's like it gets suction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then right. she moves it and goes. I've had shoes like that, yeah. like that. Yeah. So can you do it? I don't know. I don't... If our, our microphones probably won't be able to hear it. Yeah. You'd have to. Oh, oh my God. God. That's, that's nah. incredible. That's incredible. You're not going to be able to hear all right, it. All right, do it. You're not going to be able to hear it. Hold on. No, I can't do it. No, you can't do it. Oh, she did it earlier. performance. And I thought for sure she would be able to do it. <laughs> on command. There it is. Do you hear it? Just there, walking it, down the hall. It happened a little okay. bit. There's no way. It's too, okay. it's too right. low. It's too faint. Yeah, too faint I to hate, hear it. Like when you come into our lobby and, and it's been raining outside. Oh, uh, yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There was an episode of Cheers where uh, I think Frazier or somebody got uh, shoes for everybody on, in the bar, and they were all squeaky shoes, and it was this <laughs> silly physical comedy, but yeah. everybody in the bar is walking around with squeaky shoes, and every time I ever see that scene, I absolutely lose it. It's one of my favorite se- scenes from that show. There's a, a SpongeBob episode called is there- Squeaky Boots. All right. Uh, yeah, which is, is that. Oh, Marissa's getting a microphone <laughs> that we can rig up all the way down to your feet, Kathy. Okay. Wait, what is this? It's fart shoes. Fart shoes. Hang on a second. Fart shoes. Okay. <laughs> is that SpongeBob? No, it's Fozzie Bear from the uh, Jason Siegel uh, Muppets movie. Fart, fart shoes. Fart shoes. <laughs> fart shoes. Oh my god! I love that. Um, Marissa right. got the mic. So Marissa got a mic. I'll, I'll turn it uh, all the way up and just set it down by her foot. Now, and Kathy, you say your feet are perpetually sweaty. So I'll turn the other oh, mic. Oh, I just down. did it too. Damn Wait. it! All right, ready? Okay, hang on a second. I heard it. Yeah. Hold on, wait. Do it. You got to right. do it again. Shh. Yep, that was it. It's like a little, just like a little pop, little yeah, butt pop. Spart shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Exactly. One more time. No, it's not doing, it. not doing do it, it now. Hold on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and those, I heard that's that your, one. That's your shoes, huh? I heard, I heard it. it. Yeah, that one came through. Yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> All right, thank you, Kathy, and thank you, Marissa, for being this. Hey, so 
<laughs> We're going to do the bizarre file, and then oh, okay. we have an announcement to yeah. make. Yeah, It's a tease. I'm going to do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so we do the bizarre file, and then an announcement. I think you're going to love it. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling, and you can get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters, and they're your most trusted recycling partner. Visit ArmorMR.com for more. See if you can follow along this story. The woman who allegedly ran over a Chicago police officer while hijacking his squad car on the west side is a respected accountant and real estate agent who had just been sexually assaulted and took the squad car on escape to escape the situation that's what her defense attorney said. Uh-huh. But the video looks a little different. Prosecutor James Murphy painted a much different picture that he said is supported by a substantial amount of video and audio evidence. Uh, Whitley Temple uh, remained hospitalized at the time of Wednesday afternoon's bail hearing. The judge, Kelly McCarthy, set a bail at $2 million cash for her. Now, the incident began when Temple ran out of home, uh, ran out of a home naked and irrational and holding a gun that she fired at witnesses. She fled in a vehicle, struck an AT&T truck, got out of the truck, and ran around it before returning to her car and driving away. Portions of those events are on video. Moments later, another camera recorded Temple getting out of her car in an alley and putting on shorts and flip-flops mm-hmm. while making random comments. At one point, she looked at, through her uh, purse saying, I got a gun, I got a gun, I got a gun. But no weapon is visible in the footage. Then she drove away, got out of her car. Camera showed that she tried to climb onto passing cars. An officer who was responding to calls of shots fired stemming from her initial gunfire uh, saw her lying half naked in the street and stopped to help. As he radioed for an ambulance, Temple got up from the pavement, started saying his name repeatedly, and walked around him to get into the squad car's driver's seat. The cop tried to stop her, but she allegedly told him, let me go, this has nothing to do with you. Now, two videos have gone public, show what happened next. As a squad car reversed, it dragged the officer into another vehicle, and he got struck, and he struck his head, huh. and it was a miracle that he survived. Temple drove the squad car to the gas station, got out of the vehicle while it was still rolling, went into the station, then came back out and drove away with the patrol car again. She then drove onto the inbound Eisenhower Highway, weaving in and out of traffic at 97 miles an hour, and then was still going 76 miles an hour when she exited and started running red lights on surface streets. Uh, she struck five occupied cars, got out, ran down a block until police arrested her. Ta-da! That seems uh, different than the initial story. Toxicology test came back positive for cannabis and benzodiamine, which is commonly used as an oral in, uh, anti-inflammatory but can cause hallucinations in large doses. Uh, the police officer was also taken to the hospital. Doctors closed his head with six stitches. The cop also suffered from a hyperextended knee. It was not yet clear if he would be able to return to patrol duties. When well, we were watching the, the video, it looks like he should be dead. He got it. Yeah, it, it looks like amazing. he got run over. Yeah. The defense attorney said she has degrees in finance and accounting. She operates two businesses, a tax service company, a real estate firm, and has a six-year-old daughter. And said that Temple was the victim of a sexual assault prior to this, which is why she was naked. Mm-hmm. Ms. Temple believes she was given something, which may turn out to be true. You don't yeah. know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but she certainly acted like acted like she was on something. Uh, she is charged with attempted murder of a police officer Jesus, at this point. What a yeah. nightmare! Yep. Uh, a Jacksonville man has been charged with armed the armed carjacking of a street sweeper <laughs> after a muddy takedown. 
<laughs> the sheriff's office said deputies ultimately arrested 18-year-old Sterling Orlando Davis Jones after a three-hour pursuit ended in a mud-field ditch. So that three-hour pursuit covered, what, about a quarter mile? Yeah, maybe. Police were looking for an armed subject described as a man wearing a gray hoodie, dark pants, and having short dreadlock-style hair. Police say that he was driving a stolen street sweeper. It's a perfect getaway vehicle. That was taken during an armed carjacking. The fact is that he, you know... Yeah. Jacked somebody for their streets. You really want this? I've always wanted to drive one of these. Because it's so cleanly. Uh, Deputies say they spotted the vehicle and the driver got out and ran on foot. Jones was observed running uh, down the road with what was believed to be a firearm in his hand. However, deputies lost sight of him. Uh, The search continued with a canine team. Uh, and Davis was ultimately apprehended. The deputy tackled him to the ground, both landing in a mud-filled ditch. And there's, uh, I saw the arrest picture. Yeah, he's just covered from head to toe <laughs> in just thick Dirt. muck. Oh, yeah. Gross. Yep. Uh, a dozen students and two adults ingested floor sealant served as milk Tuesday morning what? during a summer program at a school in Juneau. One child received medical treatment uh, after consuming the substance, and two more were picked up from the program and may have sought medical advice. Is that if you're lactose intolerant? Uh, Shortly after breakfast was served, students complained of the milk tasting bad and burning in their mouths and throats. According to the district, all breakfast components were served by uh, a, a Nana Management Services staff. And placed on trays, which children brought to the cafeteria to consume. Jeez. It was confused for milk, which sounds hard to believe. But if you have used anything yourself, it is similar, they said. It is milky white fluid. After the complaints, the districts and staff smelled and tasted the substance, thought to be milk, and examined the container on the label. And they found that the milk was actually floor sealant. God almighty. Resembling liquid milk. You know um, how they made it up to the kids? What? Uh, they use hash browns. Uh, in the potato salad. Oh, potato salad. Great. It was great. Uh, the district's cool. email to parents stated the staff immediately directed students to stop consuming the substance and removed it, and then they asked for assistance. They could have died. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. One last story. Uh, on Thursday, Sacramento Metro Fire arrived at a wrecking yard where a Tesla was fully engulfed in flames, and when firefighters attempted to extinguish the electric vehicle, the fire would keep reigniting. The vehicle was involved in a crash three weeks earlier, sustained major damage, and was parked in a wrecking yard for dismantling. The fire started in the battery compartment, and there did not seem to be an external ignition source, so it just lit up. This is the problem when your batteries are made by the same company that makes novelty birthday candles. And they would keep reigniting the fire, and the wrecking yard assisted the uh, fire department by turning the car on its side and exposing the battery compartment. Uh, that even with the water being directly sprayed onto the batteries, it would still keep reigniting. That's really wild. Yeah, eventually a small pit was dug and filled with water, <laughs> and they dumped it in there. They're going to have to figure out, because this has happened a couple times, yeah, yeah. and they're going to have to figure out a way to extinguish uh, a, a battery fire like that. Yeah, I mean, you remember uh, the phones that was happening, too, yes. and so uh, airlines started carrying these special bags Yes, that when it's on fire, they can't put it out. They have to put it in this bag. And it will uh, keep it from catching other things on fire. All right, there you go. It's what I got in the B file. All right, we have an announcement to make. This is really cool. MMR is excited to let you know that we're going to have show number two of the Always Sunny Philadelphia podcast. The first show sold out. And the second show, sorry about that. 
The second show will be the next day, Monday, September 19th at the Met. So I had a feeling it was going to sell out, but uh, it, uh, the, for them to follow through with the second show is fantastic. I mean, it sold out immediately. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, Rob McElhenney doing an in-person taping of their critically acclaimed podcast, an unofficial look back at the past 15 years of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So tickets for no, okay, show number two go on sale today at noon. So a little less than two hours from now, you will be able to purchase them, get them before they disappear. Is the graphic up that we're looking at the screen? Is that the rum ham? Yeah. Uh, that it is. Yes. yes. And so uh, you can get details at uh, WMMR.com. So yeah. once again, Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, show number two, Monday, September 9th, the next night at the Met right here in Philadelphia. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, music news. They're coming up next. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, it's 1022, and Friday morning it is. We'll uh, very shortly be giving away that Word of the Week prize that you've been uh, collecting the letters for. And we're happy uh, to give that someone in need here in a little bit, so get set. And also, I'm going to reiterate the announcement we made just a little while ago. This is really cool, but not that big of a surprise. MMR rocks the Always Sunny podcast live, show number two. Uh, so the first one sold out immediately. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be September 18th, the second show. Now, the day after, Monday, September 19th uh, at the Met. And who knows? Sell that one out. Maybe they'll tack another one on. I don't know. <laughs> it's conceivable. We'll find out. But uh, tickets for show number two go on sale today at noon via Ticketmaster. Uh, the pre-sale for the show number one. That was just the pre-sale. I mean, like, it, how does it sell? I guess you just keep selling them sometimes in a pre-sale. Yeah, I guess so. Oh no! Whatever it happened, it worked well. It was uh, went fast, and there yep. was a, there is and was a ton of demand for these tickets. Yep. So uh, information at wmmr.com. or maybe it's just the pre-sale that sold out, and regular tickets do go on sale today. That's uh, a good question. Mar- yeah, Marissa, she that. knows things. So the pre-sale sold out immediately yesterday. We had an MMR pre-sale. There was like word dazzle that was out. Then tickets went on sale today at ten. Yeah, twenty minutes ago. Those sold out. They did. Those sold out. Wow. So that's why this new show is at noon. Yeah, but we heard about this yesterday. Okay, anyway. Um, I, the pre-sale. The pre-sale sold out. I, I know, but I didn't, uh, I, I thought the whole thing was sold out. So you know what, man? We don't have to understand I don't care. It. I don't care. Yeah. It's the second show. It doesn't matter. We yeah. have two shows. You They're going to be in town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I guess it was a need-to-know basis. You need to know. And right now we All don't. you need to know is I'm the ticket master and you're the audience member. Uh, so those tickets are uh, going on sale today at noon. What? <laughs> what they want? Tickets to the second tickets show. Tickets for a second, possibly third show. <laughs> I mean, it's a lo- it's light lifting. It's the podcast, right? So yeah. if, if they can add shows, just do it. And they, yeah. you know, and, and, and again, that ups the likelihood that maybe we can get them in in the studio on the show. That'd be nice. 
Real quick, here's a, uh, a, tag. Here's a here's a random text that came in. What do and, we know? Uh, this says, hey, guys, <laughs> just letting you know uh, that I'm having a great hair day. Oh! That's, that's, that's nice to know. Wow. That somebody's having a great hair day. Does it say who that's from? Nope. Mm-mm. Just said they just wanted us to know. Well, join the club. Me too. Yep. So, uh, Rambo, how's your day going? How's your hair day Could going? Be better. Yeah. Still waiting on that third show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. We're going to give away a float experience from Halcyon Floats for the correct answer to this question. It helps me de-stress. And I think I have to go with this one. And I think we called it a dessert salad. But what is our favorite new kind of dessert salad? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Casey's potato. With no, hash, no, no. Hash brown salad. Is Much a, more exciting. Another one. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Uh, let's see if you know the answer. Now, we did, however, recommend, Steve, that uh, that razzles were put into yes, Casey's salad. it's true. But what's a whole new salad that was created from that? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, call. And while you do that, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Halcyon Floats. And you can give Dad the gift of relaxation this Father's Day with a float from Halcyon Floats. Philadelphia's premier float center. Relax, recover, reset. Halcyonfloats.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, rapper Blueface and former NBA player Nick Young are set up to square off in the ring for an upcoming celebrity boxing match. Both admitted that trash talking has been difficult because there's actually nothing more insulting than having to fight in a celebrity boxing match. Tom Hanks, we talked about this earlier, seen freaking out in a video uh, recorded after aggressive autograph seekers caused his wife, Rita Wilson, to lose her footing on a Manhattan street. In the video, an enraged Hanks screams, back the F off, before grabbing one of the overzealous autograph hounds and literally curb stomping him to death. (laughs) Did not see that coming. Uh And finally, Kim Kardashian says she has no regrets about divorcing Kanye West and being with Pete Davidson. Kim says having Pete is great because she really wanted to conduct a serious stress test on her vagina. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood All right, we'll see if we can indeed get an answer to this question. What is our favorite new kind of dessert salad? And it is Johnny that we'll go to. Hey there, Johnny. What's up, bitches? Yeah, bitch. All right, Johnny, what's our favorite new dessert salad? Well, that would be a gum salad. Gum salad. <laughs> exactly. Hang on, Johnny. We're going to get your info. We're going to give you a float experience from Halcyon Floats. And you can give Dad the ultimate gift of relaxation this Father's Day with a float from Halcyon Floats. And Philadelphia's premier float center is Halcyon. Relax, recover, reset. Check them out and check them out at halcyonfloats.com. That is spelled H-A-L-C-Y-O-N floats.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, Nick just found a recipe for bubblegum salad. (laughs) It's not the same thing. No. No. It doesn't have actual gum in it. Oh, man. Ours would be better. It's non-fat cottage cheese, light Cool Whip, and two packages of sugar-free gelatin of any flavor. So the gelatin gives it a a gum flavor. Ours actually incorporates gum. Yeah, like real gum. (laughs) We could make that, no problem. (laughs) All right, um, music news brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's new grilled portobello mushroom and Swiss sub tastes so good. It tastes as good as it sounds because fresh ingredients make a sub above. Uh, This was interesting. Tommy Lee 
exited the Motley Crue reunion tour on opening night after performing five songs. Tell me one wingy. We're gonna play, hungry. We got a clip here uh, to play in a second. Yeah. And uh, according to Consequence.net, Lee told the crowd he recently broke his ribs Ooh. and that he wouldn't be able to continue the concert. In place, in his place, Ozzy Osbourne drummer uh, Tommy uh, Clefettos stepped in to complete the gig. So let's hear what uh, Tommy had to say. There's a couple of clips here. What I got to tell you is about 14 days ago, I broke not one, not two, not three, but four ribs. I wish I had a badass story like me and Conor McGregor scrapping out at some bar or something, but I don't. I hope you guys have a great time. And my boy Tommy Confettos back here, he's going to help me get through this. All right, and then uh, he mentioned that it was a doctor's orders, yeah. essentially. Yeah. The doctors told me, no playing, bro, no playing. And I was like, are you high, bro? We got a tour to do. So... Anyway, I am sitting out for shit. My boy's going to help me out here, and I'll see you guys later. I'm with the show. So, he got in five songs. He did what he could. But, yeah, it's probably best that he not try that Especially at all. Especially the aggressive way he plays. Yes. I don't know how you would even do that with four broken ribs. Yep. He moves around quite a bit while he's playing. So, uh, he later said that uh, uh, Clefettos is going to be filling in on upcoming shows as well. Do you? Do you right. see- I'm sorry, right, right, uh, writing. Uh, Tommy's here to help me out and tell him back at 100. percent And uh, we've all been waiting years for this moment, and there's no way I'm missing it. Does he still? Do they still travel, or is the rig the upside down rig part of the show? I don't. It's kind think of a so. thing, right? I, yeah, I, I think with with four bands playing on yeah. this tour, that that would be kind of hard to construct and put together as they're moving acts in and out. But I don't know for this definitively. Steve. As he's gotten older, they are talking about carrying it to the next level, which is he will sit on a mobility scooter okay. and ride around the drum kit. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. ride around the You're drum right. kit and okay. hit the various drums as That's he's right. nice. I'd like to see that. Uh, Hailstorms Lizzie Hale has come out as bisexual in a post uh, yesterday or Wednesday uh, on Instagram in celebration of Pride Month. Uh, Hale wrote that she is unapologetically bisexual, as well as admitting that she hid her bisexuality for a long, long time. Uh, she decided to take this opportunity to reveal the news on her own uh, control on her own to control the narrative. Uh, she wrote, "I've been approached by many outlets this month talking about Pride." Uh, but I'm deciding to post this straight from this uh, little by horse's mouth. And uh, she's been in a romantic, romantic relationship with uh, the guitar player Joe Hottinger uh, for almost 20 years. But apparently she uh, prefers uh, the company of men and women. So good for her. Life is a smorgasbord. Hey, Robert Plant was asked to be in Game of Thrones, but he turned it down. Uh, in an interview recently with Apple Music One, he joked. Hey, it was no. Richard Marks. And said that uh, he didn't want to get typecast. What? Uh, He admits that he loves Western European history from the Bronze Age up through all of the old religion. Uh, As he put it, in the days when, quote, when we were really in touch with our Earth. As for what role he was offered in the HBO series, he couldn't remember. He said, I got to ride a horse and go. And that's pretty much it. So, so was there a character in Game of Thrones that rode a horse, Preston? I, there were a few <laughs> characters that rode horses in Game of Thrones. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> All right. And then finally, uh, I usually don't uh, report on birthdays that happen over the weekend. Uh, but this is a big one. Paul McCartney turns 80 years old tomorrow. Wow. How about that? Wow. It's pretty amazing. 
McCartney closed out <laughs> the North American lore uh, leg of his uh, Got Back tour on Thursday night to a sold-out crowd at East Rutherford, New Jersey's MetLife Stadium. And Bruce Springsteen was on hand to join Paul and his band to perform uh, his own song, Glory Day. And we're actually going to play a little clip of this in just a second. Uh, so, uh, not only that, but uh, he ended up jumping up and playing uh, on I Want to Be Your Man as well. Cool. And John Bon Jovi led a crowd sing-along of Happy Birthday and presented Paul with some balloons. Uh, the boss... Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a freaking billionaire. Can I afford balloons? Have you ever heard of the word yacht? Balloons? Dude, one of my favorite Daily Rush videos... Was and I think it was uh, Robert Plant who had accidentally broken Paul's bass strap, and Steve, you were Paul, just freaking out, just absolutely enraged. What did you do? What are you stupid? I've had that for decades. Oh my god! I changed it. I love Could that. Could you feel any worse, like the nicest guy? All right, so here's a clip of uh, the boss uh, playing with Paul. The audio that we get from cell phones, it's, yeah, is yeah. horrible. It yeah, you get you get some of it though. Though, listen, as big an icon and um, you know, as a, as a musician, legendary musician as Springsteen is, yeah. to be on stage, oh man, with Paul McCartney, the Beatles, with yes. with the Beatle, yeah, it, that's got to. And, and Bruce has played with everybody, but he's still got to sit there and go. At some point, <laughs> going back to his childhood and going, I can't believe I'm right. doing this. You know, yeah, but absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, the boss returned uh, to trade solos with Paul and the band during the show's closing Abbey Road uh, finale, The End, because there's a series of rotating guitar solos that happened in that song. Uh, so that had to have been pretty cool as well. Uh, to date, Paul is the most successful songwriter in history, having written or co-written 30 U.S. number one hits. So. What? Are you kidding? I'm 80! Balloons! 80 years old. He doesn't want balloons. <laughs> I know you got I'm that. not an idiot! Uh, <laughs> By the way, those uh, <laughs> photos and videos are up on uh, PrestonSteve.com. His fists are clenched, his face is turning <laughs> red, he's stomping up and down, just absolutely living. God damn it! <laughs> Have I not achieved enough? Do I not? Well, I don't know. Couldn't you spring for the large chocolate chip cookie gag? <laughs> it's the straw that broke the camel's back. Enough. Dude, he also <sighs> just let the balloons go. Did he? Yes. I didn't see that. He, so they were. Oh, that's a great move, jerk off. Who Here, let? Uh, oh. Oh, uh, John, John Bon did, Jovi yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, okay, he was just kind of setting them off. Right, setting them free into the roof of the building. Right. right. <laughs> where, where are they playing? Meadowlands. Oh, no oh, the Meadowlands? Well, same thing. Oh, it I, is. Met Life Stadium, Meadowlands, North Jersey. All okay. sucks. Uh, the Seattle Needle. Right. Space Needle. <laughs> yeah. Eiffel Tower. Oh, city that never... Eiffel Tower. Right. Uh, St. Louis Arch. 
you know. They're all the same. Thing. The city that's never by the bay. <laughs> never by the Windy city by the never bay. <laughs> all right, we're done now, right? We're done? I, yeah, yeah, I think by now we have to be. All right, all right we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We give away a word of the week prize when we return, so make sure you stay with us. I need you to stop talking. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That's how you wrap up your radio program. I remember my uh, grandmother saying that to me when I was yeah, going to sleep. I know. ACDC on MMR. Actually, I've, I've told you guys a story. My mom was in the car with me, and my mom was his, it's roughly <laughs> around 80 years old at the time, and uh, we had MMR on. And uh, for those about to rock, came on the radio and I reach over and it's just the two of us in the car together and I I reach over and I just I turn it down a little bit and right after I set my hand down my mom reaches out her hand and turns it back up. (laughs) She's a a fan. She's a rocker. Yeah. She uh, she definitely digs ACDC so I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, It is just about 10.50 wrapping up today's program, and I would like to thank our list of guests that were on the show today. It was a lot of fun talking to everybody. First off, we started with newly about to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame, Bill Clement. Zoomed in from North Carolina where he lives now, and he says he's super-duper happy. He loves it. I mean, just with his life right now, and then the fact that he is... Uh, being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame is just icing on the cake. So good for him, and he certainly deserves it. It's in the broadcast field, uh, in that uh, category. Um, also, Alejandro Bedoya, yeah. right. captain of the Philadelphia Union and longtime U.S. national uh, team member and honorary co-chair of the committee that got the FIFA World Cup to Philadelphia, which will be here in 2026. The announcement was made yesterday, so it was cool to have him, have him on. Uh, then we had director Tony Yacinda, <laughs> local fella. And he's bringing us uh, the show called uh, Players. It's it's a series, right? Yes. And it's I on think it's 10 episodes. Uh, Paramount Plus, and it's about the uh, e-gaming world, and it's a uh, kind of having fun with it, poking fun, but right. a, a tribute as well. It is. A series. And then finally, our buddy Michael Barkan. Yay! Comcast Sports it was on this morning, and he has the Barkan Family uh, Healing Hearts Foundation golf outing. Uh, which is on Monday, both Casey and I are playing in that. So we're just checking in with Mike and talking sports and just what's going on in his world. Such great guys. So uh, it's nice to have him on. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man, how you doing? Speaking of sports. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> and from the sports desk of WMMR. Here I am. Here he is. Let's kick some ass. Um, you know what? Real quick, I want to do a shout out if you don't know. Sure. If you don't mind. Sure. Uh, because it's for today, and this is for uh, Anna. Uh, it's either German or German uh, from Piscataway. It's just Piscataway. Uh, I said she's my beautiful wife and partner in crime. She's turning the big 5-0 ah. on June 17th. 
And he said, I can't imagine life without her. She's a gem of a human being, brings me so much happiness. Thank you, darling. Love you, and happy birthday. And uh, they're celebrating their big day in California wine country Ooh, with friends and lots of booze. But I'll be podcasting via Spotify just like at home. She, he says, your show is the fabric of our life. Wow. wow. is that troubling? Cool? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that is from uh, Jeremy in New Jersey. So here you go. And he requested a healthy onion and ketchup stepbrother shirt, but we don't have time oh, to do yeah, that right sorry now. About but, that. but thank you anyway. We appreciate that. All right, uh, Pierre, letter of the day? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A as in Albert. All right, and we need caller number three. At 215-263-WMMR, who knows the word of the week. Caller number three, a little bitty number this week. And we'll see if you end up getting the prize. So give us a call right about now, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Everything good with you? Right about now. The oh, stuff's so, funk so, so brother. Brothers. Right about well, I, I never know what he's saying, but yeah. I just go, the funk's so funky. <laughs> right about now, the funk's so funky. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Funk's old brother. Yeah. The funk's what? Funk My soul brother. The Funk's little brother. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Okay. What the fuck is he talking about? The <laughs> Funk's little brother. He's got trouble, and that's why he's Ubble. Ah, okay. that's why like he's Ubble. Take a bath with Mr. Bubble. That's yeah. right. All right. Now that we've solved that crisis, I can tell you that on the program today, we will have more Motley Crue tickets uh, and... Uh, Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, also, that's next weekend, by the way. We have Workforce Blocks, which uh, will celebrate Ann Wilson's birthday from Heart, uh, which is coming up on Sunday. A block of the great Alice Cooper. And uh, for his birthday tomorrow, uh, we will celebrate today Mr. McCartney ah, in a Workforce Block. All great stuff. Father's Day songs, too, in there. And a sweat set coming up ah. uh, in a mere moment or two. Um, a little Southern Rock sweat set I've got ah. planned for this morning. So. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah, right. we shall see where we go. All right. Uh, let's see if someone knows the, l- or I'm sorry, the uh, word of the week. It is Alex that we're going to go to. Hey there, Alex. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Alex. What is our word of the week? Ho, 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 Santa. Santa, ho, ho, ho. Santa's got to go. Yes. I hit the wrong button, Casey. Uh, that's okay. I got you. All right. I need, I need my... We got to do that all over again. Over. The whole thing? <laughs> say Santa. Hang on. Yeah, we'll get her to say it again. Um, say Santa. Not yet. We're not ready yet. Hang on. We're ready to go. Right. Now, uh, what's Alex, that word? Alex, what's the word of the week? Santa. Ho, ho, ho! Santa's got to go. Now Santa's we got go. All right. Thank you. Alex, we're giving you dinner for 10 at Nabraza Brazilian Steakhouse, all right? That's fantastic. Thank all you right. so much. You got it. Hang on. Don't forget to see you can help uh, celebrate the graduate in your life with 15 different cuts of meat and fish served right at your table and a gourmet salad bar. It is the perfect place for your graduation celebration. Private rooms available for parties of 16 or more. And you can get information and reservations at nebraza.com. I um, I met my wife and children for lunch yesterday. And as I was walking into this restaurant, this guy drops his hat. So I pick up his hat and I go to hand it to him. I'm like, here you go. And as I look up, there was a table of like 10 people. Yeah. And they're all holding their hands in prayer. And I just ended up standing there and praying with these people. <laughs> I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> because I go, here you go. And then when I real, because I didn't realize that they were praying. Yeah, yeah. 
And then they were all sitting there holding hands, and I just, I was like, okay, I guess I'm praying with you guys. Please, dear Lord, return to me my hat. (laughs) (laughs) Your prayers have been answered. I, actually, I love that. I love when I see somebody do a blessing. Yeah, it's nice. While they're out to dinner. It seems like such a thing to do at home, but when I see it out, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Very cool. Good for you. People be thankful for what they have. And then return on your hat, too. You were a good Samaritan. (laughs) Did they then baptize you? Yes. Sorry, Preston. Let's move on. All right. They used ranch dressing. Yeah. Uh-huh. They, they, they poured it over his head. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Also brought to you by Nitro Circus coming to Trenton Thunder Park on June 26th. Tickets are on sale now. And also Pella Windows and Doors. Take advantage of their summer sale today at PellaPhilly.com. Next week on a program, we got some stuff stacked up for you. Mr. Brett Michaels. Wow! Will be joining us, which is cool. Uh, the band Everclear, I believe they're going to come in and play, right? Yes, sir. Uh, That's pretty cool. Art Alex Akis and company. Uh, we're going to talk to Dick Vermeil next week. Ah, uh, the great Dick Vermeil. And we have the I Bleed for Preston and C Blood Drive, which we're going to be broadcasting live from. And Pierre Robert will be broadcasting live from uh, as yeah. well. So that is next Friday. A lot of stuff to get ready for next week. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. <laughs> I need you to stop talking and listen to me.